welcome to the One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 69, proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Joining me on the Zoom platform this morning, fresh from cheering home, dig deep, the pin-up boy to victory last week at Ascot. It's the one and only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. Uh, the headline of the week, Railway Stakes Bound. I saw How's that. that. I saw mm. that. Was that a direct quote from TK Layton or was that, did yeah. that come from the higher-ups at uh, the Pierce Brothers Racing Stables? I think I've been saying that since he debuted. I think since he won a <laughs> since he won a Bunbury uh, a Bunbury maiden over, a, I think it was Emilius Contrer. I think it was that day. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. No. Look, it was an enjoyable, uh, enjoyable day out. Enjoyable setup in the race. It all uh, it all went to plan. Um, Clint Johnson and Porter found the gap at the right time, and we were uh, we were a happy team. Um, money came as well, didn't it? Sure did. Sure did. It was. Um, they listened. It, after uh, after not a lot went right in the Bunbury Stakes, it's fair to say that pretty much everything went right for Dig Deep on Saturday, and that is uh, the uh, the way that the great game plays out sometimes, isn't it, Terry? It certainly is, and most importantly, how good was that photo that uh, it must have been Simon Merritt, the Western Race Picks team grabbed uh, of the uh, the high five with uh, my mate Jared? Yeah, elite, elite. They must have just Wasn't- Simon must have just picked you from the crowd and just been waiting for the for the celebration that was uh that was good stuff i was relatively subdued actually after the after the win i it looked over a long way out and um i saw a few of them start to celebrate at the hundred and i saw salmon's that coming and i thought hang on we might want to just uh put the queue in the rack just for a second here before we carry on but uh that was a uh it was a very enjoyable day out my uh, my partner and my mum and my sister and uh my niece came out for the day. They weren't going to come out, and I said, um, "They said, oh, let us know when you think he's going to win next time. I don't think we can make it today." And I said, "Tell you what, this this looks his day. I don't know uh, when his next day will be with a setup like this one." So um, yeah, I told them all to come out there, and they all had their five wins, and they were all tickled pink. Didn't take the early price though. So <laughs> they, 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 had, they had to settle for the four dollars thirty or whatever it was available. <laughs> didn't didn't share me seven bucks. <laughs> Keep that to yourself, Terry. Right. Uh, so I suppose the next. Time they'll be out there is Railway Stakes Day. Yes, yeah. well, I think I think they're gonna next Friday. We're going around again uh, yep. in the old Comrade. Very um, good. I think we would have got the four points, so we'll probably carry the fifty-eight and a half or pending. Don't know how the race will be uh, handicapped actually. So um, if it goes up to a ninety plus, we might uh, we might still get in with a fifty-six and a half. But um, yeah, the old Comrade, and then I think there's going to be a winter campaign, and then they'll be looking at uh, at a Railway Stakes, which. Look on the surface, looks pretty ambitious, but um, he's a he's a pretty pretty tough old horse, and he uh, he loves a good barrier. Yeah, never write off the uh, the one one pinup boy, that's for sure. So, mm. um, very exciting stuff there at Ascot on Saturday, and just um, looking backwards to last week, uh, what a man, Mark Olmus mm. joined us on the the one one last Thursday, um, literally. Straight from the airport to Ascot Racecourse, the 1900 bar, uh, chimed in, was, uh, was, was beaming with enthusiasm. We also had uh, Chris Nation just swing past quickly for a discussion about, about the, um, the state of play with, the, uh, with Ascot and Belmont and so on and so forth. But, yeah, thanks, big thanks to Mark for giving up um, some of his short stay back in Perth to, uh, to team up with the boys here on uh, the West Australian Racing Podcast. Yeah, no, he's a uh, bundle of energy, isn't he? He's a very uh, vibrant and happy 
person to be around, um, Mr. Olmus. So it and, was, uh, and he labelled Dig Deep as well. I think it was his best. He did. He did. Day. It certainly was. It certainly was. We were a bit too weak to go down that path. <laughs> In saying that, I, I thought we were a touch stiff with She's Enchanted, yeah. Benjo. Yeah, um, not not much more could have gone wrong, and she still run a very brave second. So I think um, nine times out of ten, she probably wins that race. But um, yeah, now having uh, having Mark uh, on our show for a few hours was uh, was absolutely cracking, and we'll uh, we'll have to get him back on next time he's uh, in the West. I think you said he's back in a month's time for a uh, oh, did. For, for, another, right. for another break. So it'd be good to catch up with Mark. Be good know. to get like a, an Olmus Embry double or something, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've actually been chatting to Adam McGrath. In uh, he's he's currently mm-hmm. stationed in uh, in America. A yank with with his partner, and um, uh, I've I've been messaging him on Twitter, and uh, hopefully we can get him on in the coming weeks and months as well. That would be. That would be uh, that would be very cool as well. But um, but yes, thanks again, Mark, and uh, we'll catch up with you very very soon. Um, geez, what a weekend of racing it was last mm. uh, last weekend, Terry. We had uh, well, you know, other than of course the champ dig deep, Pikey. He just kicked things off on Friday night with an incredible riding display aboard um, Mast Crusader to win the Group One William Reed Stakes under lights at the Valley and. Um, I don't know. We, we we are spoiled because we've got had a front row seat uh, watching the wizard in action for many a year here on the west coast, and finally the um, uh, the rest of Australia is, is getting to see what he does on a regular uh, um, on a regular basis here in the west. Um, he just let rip with a ride for the ages in the uh, in the William Reed last Friday night. Yeah, no, he certainly, uh, certainly did. I think now his confidence is up uh, with the success he's obviously had over East. He's willing to sort of ride in the same manner and he is riding in the same manner that he would in WA over there. He's not afraid of being held up. He's not afraid of um, the criticism he might, he might cop for riding in, in his very distinctive style. And, um, yeah, it's coming to the fore. He's uh, he's the best jockey in Australia at the moment, I think. And I don't think it's it's um, it's – I don't think too many would argue with that. And the most popular? Oh, by uh, by by lengths, by yeah. lengths of the Flemington straighties. Yeah. He's post he's post work. He's post races stuff when he uh, films himself in the car. That's um, yeah. He's going to have a future in reality TV or something. <laughs> I think. What uh, about the panoramic view of uh, Mini Valley Racecourse, just the inside yes. looking out? <laughs> Um, uh, post uh, William Reed Stakes victory on Friday night was uh, yeah, he's was missed his stuff. calling. <laughs> the wizard, the wizard. He's uh, he's not only a wizard on horseback. He, he's a wizard in front of the camera as well. So, uh, yeah, like what what more can you say? Wayne Hawks was just so um, he, he was just overflowing with uh, excitement and enthusiasm post uh, William Reed Stakes and. Um, uh, obviously, the co-trainer of Must Crusader, and I don't. I think the horse is exciting enough, but I think he's just he can't believe the um, the ride that they, that him and well, Team Hawks and William Pike have been on over the last what has it been last six months or so? Caulfield Guineas victory, of course, and and now another Group One on fr- last Friday night. But he described the electricity in the air and just the 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 how vocal the crowd was. When uh, Pikey was coming back to scale at Mooney Valley um, on Friday night, he described it as similar to like a Derby Day at Flemington or, or one of the big days. He, he was he it was incredible um, from a guy who's been there, done that, and um, and uh, it's just the impact that this this little fella from Coolgardie is having on the the um, 
on the biggest stage is uh, yeah, it's just quite incredible. And um, Wayne Hawks was on uh, Tab Radio on Sunday morning, and then again on Monday morning, I believe. And um, he just can't speak highly enough of uh, of uh, of the the wizard. And um, and yeah, and, and not only due to his um, Masked Crusader victory on Friday night. He he fronted up at Mornington the next day. I don't even know if he's ridden there before, but it looked like he was born on Mornington Racecourse because he just let rip with with four winners, Guru. Yeah, made it look very easy, didn't he? Yeah, it was men versus boys, that is for sure. And he uh, he did a good job actually for for Team Hawks because that Mornington Stakes victory aboard Mont. Mount Popper uh, meant that that horse is now qualified for the the Caulfield Cup um, in in October. So that was a pretty significant result for for everyone involved with that Irish import. And um, geez, that gifted Pikey the Mornington Cup. He's uh, strolled to the front, which is not really his um, his strong suit, but he he got there comfortably. Rated um, Mont Popper uh, Mount Popper to to a T and. Um, he just sort of cruised to to a very very comfortable victory in the uh, three, uh, what was that three hundred fifty thousand dollar race last Saturday. But 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 not only that, he he combined with Sean and Jake Casey for I don't know like let's let's credit where it's due. Like what what a what a fantastic training performance from I think Jake Casey and his girlfriend Bonnie Police are, are over there and they've you know you you probably think what were they. What was Dom Deschamps? He was third up. I think Labor Rod was fourth up. They really went over there for the Australian Guineas and they've opted to stick around for for the Mornington Cup Day program and it's proved to, what a masterstroke it's proved to be with with uh, with Labor Rod winning the um, – sorry, with – well, Labor Rod, he won the Hariva Stakes, which was a $200,000 listed race, and Dom Deschamps, he won the Mornington Guineas, which was a $135,000 race on the day. And, um, yeah, hats off to, to, to the Team Casey, everyone involved – they um they went over there. I don't think they've got a lot of experience travelling their horses, but they've um they've done a tremendous job. Um and uh yeah took uh claimed a, a big winning double on Mornington Cup Day. Yeah no super super stuff. We're all uh we're all back home cheering for the the uh, the local representation when they're uh, when they're over east and um yeah I'm sure we'll, we'll see Pikey visit several more times in the coming uh, coming weeks and months. Yeah it was just it was just a so good to see Labor Rod finally just be ridden that bit more patiently. I think Labor Rod's a really, really good horse, but he's not a tough horse. So if he's the, if he's ridden to suit, then then he can he can really measure up in some some decent races um, on on you know on the east coast and and the west coast. But he just needs everything to go his way. But he's got a lot of talent, that's for sure. And um, before we move forward onto what's happening this weekend, Terry, uh, just touching on he's gold, led all the way to win the Perth Stakes. I think there was a couple of runs behind the winner um, that that caught my eye. And Hoi An, um, Sean O'Donnell poking up along the fence, knocked down Paul Harvey, got suspended, but still won the uh, the Jim Crack Stakes and um, for for Roy Rogers and um, raced into. Uh, Karakata plate contention. Uh, Pat's got sass, lost no admirers, three wide, no cover, still ran third. There was a couple of other runs behind the winner as well. But um, we will, of course, focus more on the Karakata plate on next Saturday's edition, or next Thursday's edition of the 1 1. So. Yeah, no, it looks a very open, uh, very open edition. Barriers will be uh, will be all key. I, I think you're a, you're a brave man having a futures bet in that race until you see the uh, the the uh, the numbers plucked out of the box. And be optimistic. What were your thoughts on her running? Are you guys uh, going to try and uh, squeeze your way into the Caracatta Plate final field? 
Yeah, on the turn, I, I thought she looked the winner on the turn. Um, she just was a bit one-battered in her run to the line. Did think she might need that, but uh, yeah, we're, we're about 15th, 16th in the order of entry, so we needed um, Secret Lair and Alma Herman not to win yesterday, which was a positive. They both lost. For us, it was a positive. Um, so look at this stage of proceedings. Uh, we should, should get a run, but if the winner of Saturday's two-year-old race opts to go to the Karakata, um, they will have more prize money than us, so they will have the option of potentially taking our spot. But we're going to be 15th, 16th, 17th in line, so we'll be touch and go. I think if she draws the gate, she's not impossible, and she'll go around a million to one as well. So, But uh, but is the size more her race, do you think, Terry? Yes, it yes. is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Luke's, Luke's very bullish for the size. So. Luke Kyle? Luke Kyle. Luke okay. Kyle. Yeah, okay. So good luck um, with uh, Be Optimistic, Terry. And just a reminder to all the uh, the legion of Fabergino fans out there um, across Australia and worldwide because I think she is owned predominantly by UK Connections. Uh, Fabergino is having her first start for Chris Waller in the uh, in the Group 1 $700,000 Galaxy that's over 1,100 metres at Rose Hill on Saturday. Of course, the, uh, the the entire Sydney Autumn Racing Carnival was pushed back a week after one of the great storms, I suppose, to hit hit uh, hit Sydney and has now moved into Queensland. Like the the rain was incredible, completely washed out Golden Slipper Day last sad day, and the powers that be over there they uh, very shrewdly decided to push back the uh, the carnival uh, one week, and things will kick off again uh, with Golden Slipper Day. This Saturday, but from a West Australian point of view, that will be the day where Fabergina, the fabulous sprinting mare from Western Australia, she uh, makes her debut for her new trainer, Chris Waller. Mm, watch Twitter explode if she goes poorly as well. Yes. I reckon yes. Uh, there, will be a, there will be a little, yeah, there will be a pop. Well, what will the hashtag be? Will be I stand with Tiana, do you think? Or yeah, no? bring back Tiana or, uh, yeah, Robbo's right or I don't know. There'll be, uh, there'll be something going on. So I definitely don't hope she fails. That's not what I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, just watch Twitter if she doesn't go well because uh, I reckon there'll be a few opinions voiced. Very good. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview WA Oaks Day, BJ Ryan and Terry Layton. We are recording the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. It's uh, 10.55 a.m. on Thursday, the 25th of March. Pinjarra racing this afternoon. And Albany, they've squeezed in a little Albany Friday meeting just for Terry. Just for me, um, yeah. Just for Terry. The, um, of course, Ascot, Oaks Day, sad day, but also... This will bring a smile to the guru and, and many others who, who appreciate a punt in the goldfields. Kalgoorlie up and running again on Saturday, first meeting of the season. Uh, that um, the, the Kalgoorlie season, of course, is very popular, especially when it, it rolls into the uh, regular Sunday meetings, a bit of a bit of um, Sunday fill-ups to come, hopefully, and uh, the weekend wraps up in on the Crayfish Coast with a Geraldton meeting this Sunday. Yeah, it's called the Goldfields for a reason, BJ. That's right. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets. Get Out Stakes competitions. Reckon there'll be a pretty popular one this week in the Get Out Stakes too, BJ. Yes, I reckon we'll uh, we'll get a uh, a swarm of entries for one particular horse in the Get Out Stakes this week. Mm. That is for sure, and uh, has been the target of uh, significant support since the markets were released this morning. But more so, a bit of housekeeping. If you would like to read the leg up, which is my pre-markets preview, released at seven a.m. this morning, you can jump onto bestbets.com.au and or the Oz Race website. 
Terry Layton, Daniel Cripps, they are the Wild West. Their video preview, which will be available on the Betfair Hub. That's betfair.com.au. Geez, we just had a bit of a chat about that as well. Neither of us have found too many investments at the current quotes that we're uh, too enthused about. So uh, we'll have to make sure all the good stuff's on the 1-1. One, one. Uh, also, BJ, the 1-1 one, one is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review highly. Very good time to kick off our WA Oak State preview. Let's get cracking. The rail is in the nine-meter position mm. with a maximum of 29 degrees. No easterlies this weekend, which is um, which, so it's it's cooler and um, and no easterlies. So um, after a couple of uh, Saturdays in a row where on speed and rails in run have. Um, have been favoured significantly. Um, we're hoping for a more even playing field on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I don't think uh, it's worth diving too deep. I think that's uh, that's bang on. All right, we could be on um, world record pace for this podcast, Terry, because it's a very, very low-key start to the day on, Oak, on WA Oaks Day, I'm sure. Um, Rawa and Perth Racing will be uh, disappointed with the numbers, but... We can only assess what um, what is in front of us, and, and to kick things off, we have race one at twelve fourteen p.m. on uh, on Saturday, the twenty seventh of March. It's the Let's Celebrate City of Belmont handicap over twenty two hundred meters, and just the six runners to face the starter. Yeah, look, we can only take it one race at a time, and uh, just try and put our best foot forward, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've got no other cliches I can utilise at the moment, BJ. But uh, at least the good thing about race one is we get our first um, something we coined on the Wild West the other day. It was our McManus moment. Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, Brad, uh, Brad was kind enough. There's a fluck here that Maricino was 370 at one point. I don't think that's right. It says uh, open to 290, top win 370. That I don't think that's right. I never saw. Um, I didn't even see the 290 by the time I tuned in. It was 270 or something. Um, but very simply, BJ, I think Maricino uh, looks your best horse uh, in a 72 plus as a 72 rater. William Pike goes on. Uh, I think if he has to breeze, he can win. I think if he gets cover, he wins. Um, there aren't too many situations here. I don't think Maricino uh, gets the job done, BJ. I'm expecting unreliable uh, racing on the seven-day backup to uh, to put some pressure on with the 51.5 from the 600 or so, which would be a, a smart move for a, a nice and fit horse. But, um, geez, I think uh, I think Maricino looks a pretty good thing in the first. That, um, that run... Uh, 10 days ago when uh, he carried five and a half kilos more than temptation and they got out at the same time and sprinted together. Um, yeah, I think that's just about as strong as he faces here, to be honest. And he drops five and a half kegs. So should be winning, but there's no fancy prices now, unfortunately. That is uh, that is correct, Terry. The uh, the wizard back from Victoria, what did he ride? Three yesterday. So mm. he um, he didn't three, waste it. All, all three of them three date the trip as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's William Derrick. He <laughs> out in Pikey Land there. Mm. He uh, he didn't waste any time just ticking over the winners back on uh, back on the west coast. So I don't think he's going to take long to get uh, get back in the winner's circle again on Saturday. I'm with you, Terry. I think a nice, really nice option for Maricino. I would prefer cover, uh, but in saying that, I'm expecting Bo Banovic Edwards to roll along on. 
sacks on, sacks off, and Major Major Mambo perhaps um, holding a forward position as well, and Pikey can just tuck in behind uh, one of those two horses and get dragged into the into the race without burning too much fuel. Um, as Terry said, fifty nine point five down to fifty four, just got cluttered away from gate one in that midweek run. Whereas Temptation, admittedly, she was sort of held. Um, behind heels as well but she was sort of being able to get a bit more flow a bit more momentum and it's a lot easier to pick up uh when you're temptation and you got 54 kgs than it is to pick up when you've been um gate one lacking momentum with 59.5 which uh Maricino was last start so i thought that effort was really um was really good the bunbury performance beforehand was tough considering um, that was huge the 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 the, the tempo they went out in front and just yeah there's the upside down nature of that race and um and i even thought that 1800 meter performance behind that's funny as three starts ago was was excellent as well so i'm with terry i think this is the the race for marachino and um i'd be surprised if he got rolled bella's idol what do you think about bella's idol on the quick backup he's um uh, it's he's, just waited out it's just waited out of it 60 yeah. kilos you're giving marachino six kilos it's not as it's probably on the same level as marachino as a horse and you're giving it six kilos and william pike so yeah it's just not the race for bella's idol i don't think i think the market's far too compact in that sense but i guess they they have to compact the market brad went up four dollars 40 freeze him off actually that's another one worth discussing bradley if you're tuning in <laughs> that's currently yeah, 20 to one. Oh yeah i'm looking at I'm looking at Brad Bet at the moment. It's eighteen dollars. Freeze them off. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, that, that that needs more airtime. Actually, Brad, hey, have you gone up four dollars forty? Freeze them off. Hang on, this is just uh, this is just coming to my attention properly. Come on, Bradley, grow up. No, no, I won't give him a grow up. Yeah, I'll save that for a bit. I'll save that for a bit later. But we'll uh, uh, we'll just we'll stir him up early. But no, it's um. Yeah, no, Bella's Idol was a nice win, 10 out of 10 from Sean McGrady in the Southwest yeah. Cup last week yeah. when um, Darren McAuliffe really presented his two runners in good nick, didn't he? Oh, gee whiz. Uh, I hope everything's all right with uh, with Montalino, but she, uh, she and the, was- And the big show. Big and the big show, was, they were, they were both from the, a from the 800, from so- Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and- um, Unreliable. I thought that bless his cotton socks. Actually, that was uh, yeah. You found him. You found him last um, week, didn't you? Thirteen fifty on Betfair. Mm. Unreliable. So that was that was handy. Um, handy. Um, end to the day, and that was a really good win, actually. Mm. Just Sean O'Donnell back to back to Christy Bennett. Lightweight. I think he will go well, but um, but yeah, uh, this is uh, set up sweetly for Marocino. Yeah. Yep. Dollar eighty five me. So I'll be hoping to top my bet up at some two twenty, two thirty late on Betfair, but uh that might be a pipe dream. Okay. Race two is the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap, another uh small another pay one two with only the seven horses to face the starter at this stage. I'm actually quite keen on the one Lord Lonsdale. I know that you um, you have a bit of time for this horse as well and um, and uh, keep a close eye on the Kieran McDonough stable. A couple of winners lately for Kieran, which has been mm. which has been uh, quite uh, quite good to see. This horse looks like it's got quite a bit of potentials. Two wins from four starts, uh, won twice last last campaign. Uh, leading all the way for uh, apprentices Chloe as a party and Christy Bennett. So he he's come off a a pretty good thousand meter trial win at Belmont on March fifteen. No shades, no shades. Blinkers no. go on for this first up assignment. Do you? I think he's going to find the front roll and win. Is there 
Is there anything that can uh, maybe hold him in the breeze? And do you think the 1,200 metres is a concern at all? Uh, the 1,200 might be a concern, but if you look at the way he's won his 1,000-metre trials, yep. um, there's a chance he might be he might be able to excel over the 12-1400s type thing uh, early on in his career. Uh, had to work hard to win the trial, but they ran 59-28. Uh, I don't know if the Ebony Maggi strike form, though, from that trial will stand up super, but um, he's definitely the horse with the most upside. I know Kieran's got a big opinion of him, and the stable's starting to tick over nicely now with um, Type 1 and uh, Final Chill yesterday, uh, both very good winners um so look he, he looks pretty pretty hard to beat rolling in front um I, I like this race from a speed map point of view whereas you, you should know how this whole maps this whole race will map so uh i think you'll find um they'll be semi-aggressive on pink and gray the, the 1200s right on his limit so they'll be happy taking a sit if possible um, uh, I'm expecting uncanny timing with the blinkers going on. His his best effort, uh, well, his winning effort, I should say, last campaign uh, was when the shades went on for the first time, went to the top, led throughout, won pretty uh, pretty comfortably, really, um, that particular day. It was a day that did suit leaders. So look for Lactar to either pop to the breeze or take the 1-1 one, one, um, on the back of Pink and Grey if they are a little bit more aggressive. And then you should have Carabineer on the back of Lord Lonsdale Power and Passion, three back defence, and Rexford and um, Prize Nemesis, who are both uh, a little bit slower away. They should be out the back. So you've, you've got a map. You can just assess what you think is a backable price for all the horses, um, basically, in those positions. Um, the, the two things that stand out to me at the moment are Power and Passion, eight bucks, and Rexford, 950. I've got both of those sort of 40 plus. Um, yeah. So I think you can, I'm pretty happy chopping those two out of your market straight away. Prize Nevis is going to be back last early in the day at Ascot. It's pretty difficult to win from there. Carabineer, it's almost an identical setup to its first up win. Uh, I was disappointed they didn't run yesterday, yesterday because we had the nine, 10 bucks each way early, which looked an amazing price. And the way that race was won, it would have, I reckon it would have shat in yesterday yeah. with X Celestial winning. So that was a little bit disappointing that um, Paul Jordan didn't look after the punters. Um, <laughs> and then your pink and gray, I, I, I've got serious doubts on pink and gray running the 1200 out with the 60 kilos. So um, the race does look really nicely set up for Lord Lonsdale, but the value for me is uncanny timing, BJ. Really? Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, surprised myself uh, finding uncanny. In saying that, I've, I've got him 680 he's currently i think 11 best so it's not it's not a massive bet by any stretch would have loved to see a pay three dividend race with the eight runners um but unfortunately it's just seven so we don't get that luxury uh i do have lord lonsdale three bucks uh carabineer 440 so they could be just about be a bet carabineer if you wanted to but um yeah i got uncanny tiny 680 so comes up a little spec but i do think kieran's will be the uh the hardest to beat and don't be surprised if he does win this that he um he strings a little picket fence together because his style of racing and he'll get better as the journeys go up um he could just keep on winning i think lord lonsdale might have a, a bit of an edge on these horses uh if christy bennett can can get him to cruise across to and find the rail in front they're gonna he's gonna be very hard to beat i didn't quite short actually i, I thought he was a 250 chance mm-hmm. um opened up 340 sort of firmed in a touch to 280 as we're recording um but yeah i thought lord i'm not a huge fan of um the rest of these runners to be fair although Although I'm with you, I would have liked to have seen Carabinier go around yesterday, and it might be the it might be the horse that gets the last crack at uh, at Lord Lonsdale, especially with a nice comfortable run, mm-hmm. trailing 
angling into space on straightening and having a crack late. But uh, for mine, I think Lord Lonsdale, Christy Bennett, riding really well, uh, rolling along. I think he's the he's the horse to beat. Right, just one more thing on Uncanny. Uncanny timing, sorry. Um, he has been a better horse than he's probably his numbers read on paper. He was always very well in the market yeah. early doors in his career. He ran third to Son of a God. Uh, that was with He's Almighty in second. He's run second to Amasinus. He's run third to Long Beach. He's run second to Ex-Celestial. He's ran some nice races throughout his career. He's been lumping the 60 at his last few. Because Troy Turner's opted for Rexford, uh, Lactar goes on. In my mind, Lactar's a more fluent, happy jockey than Troy. You get the two kilos. He's down to 55 and a half. The shades go on. I don't think they were serious first or second up. Um, so that, that's just the reason I've managed to find him a lot shorter than he currently is in the market. But um, I do. It's a real shame. I, I would, if Lord Lonsdale wasn't in this race, I'd probably expect Uncanny Timing to lead. And I mm -hmm. reckon he'd just about be a good thing. But I do think from the breeze or from the 1-1, one, one, he might struggle to get past Lord Lonsdale. Um, but he does represent a little bit of value at uh, at that price for me. Yes, I can uh, um, pick it up what you're putting down there, Terry. That's um, I, I, Those results that you rattled off um, regarding Uncanny Timing, I reckon I probably was on him every one of those starts. So maybe yeah. I'm a bit, bit, bit gun-shy gun when it comes to Uncanny Timing. But um yeah, uh, you make uh, lots of good points there, um, especially if you if you think that Lord Lonsdale is a touch vulnerable. Some people may think Lord Lonsdale is a touch vulnerable. First up over the twelve hundred meters, and listen, listen to the SPs. Yeah, yeah. listen to the SPs: two seventy, two fifty, two sixty three, thirty four, twenty two ten. So there, the so that there was definitely an opinion um, of this bloke. Even his run behind me, the run behind Long Beach when Andrew Castle was on a deep the trip and he circled and ran the quickest last two. That was yeah, that was huge. So um, definitely has some ability. Very good. Race number three is the Belmont Bonnaroo Plate. It's a two-yard race over the one thousand meters. Now, um, I think both of us were. Um, Kept a close eye on a horse called She's a Classy Chicks mm. on debut at Ascot on March 10. Uh, Joey has a party off William Pike on significant uh, riding adjustment there. We also have Storybook, who was a very well-supported $7 chance in the Jim Crack Stakes last Saturday on the quick backup. Christy Bennett goes on claiming three. We have Queen's Gift, runner-up to Boom Philly, Pat's got sass on debut, and um, the horse that I have found is likely leader Sokoff. Brad Parnham, Dion Luciani coming off two lead-up trial wins, Sessions Philly. If um, it'd be interesting to see how the track's playing at this early part of the day, but um, but what did you make of this two-year-old contest? There's uh, some first starters with some trial form. Um, She's a classy chicks has drawn gate nine compared to Sokoff's gate three. There's a few different little elements to this, and I noticed that there's been quite a bit of money for Storybook since the market's opened this morning. Yeah, I did a pretty deep dive of the, the two-year-old race. I found this quite an intriguing event. Um, She's a classy chicks was one, as I, I think I might have mentioned last week, I was on uh, on debut and nothing went right. She was a horse I thought I'd follow where she went next, regardless, more than likely. So when I saw Pikey booked, I got a bit excited, but um, I simply just can't map her anywhere near it. I'm not saying she can't win, but it's very likely she's going to have to take a uh, take a trail, uh, unless she steps cleanly this time and, and gets to the breeze. But um, she looks, she just looks a risk um, from, from where she is. In saying that, I've marked her 10 bucks. 
she's 11. So um, she is probably her right price at the moment. But um, the the market for this race, I was, I was telling you before we went on, it's it's been quite incredible, the ups and downs, as, uh, as DMAC would say. It's been uh, up and down like a... Bobbing up and down like a Macedonian wedding. Um, Sokoff went up six bucks local, uh, went up 280 elsewhere. Storybook went up sort of short local, went up 550 elsewhere. So, um, and the markets have swung around and they're just trying to figure themselves out. But the three that have settled at the top of the market in Storybook, Queen's Gift, and Sokoff uh, are the three winning chances for mine. Um, no, no value in any of them, how close they are at the, at the moment. You know that Storybook would probably be ridden more aggressively here. Uh, with with Christy going on from seven, I, I don't know if there's a spot outside the breeze. I'm not not sure where she ends up. Uh, she hit the line pretty well last start, but she did a lot wrong. Mm. Definitely some queries if you're going to be jumping in at the three bucks storybook. Queen's Gift was super first up um, after stepping poorly behind Pat Scott Sass. Took a sit, hit the line nicely. If you go back to the prior trial, which was. Um, about 35 days beforehand, it was a photo finish. The three of them, he's gold, Lewa and Queen's Gift. Yep. So it's pretty good trial for him with um with what he's gold and Lewa, both winning black type since, have done. And then you have um you have Sokoff, who the trial down the straight couldn't have been any more impressive with the shades off. Mitch Pateman basically <laughs> sat up the entirety. Um, and you I, know thought, when, uh, I thought Plemont went good yesterday too. And the second horse, Plemont, yeah. went, went super yesterday. So, and yeah. you know, when, when Mitch rides one as well, that's... Um, they're carrying because Mitch is obviously 56, 56 and a half. So they're getting no weight relief in the trial. While they, they might be, if say someone like a, a Tash Faithful's on, uh, who's a far lighter weighted jockey. So, um, yeah, just the, the query with Sockoff is you just, it's just about being sucked into trials. That's, that's yep. the one, that's the one worry there with Sockoff. But, um, yeah, Sockoff's the, the runner I wanted to find. Always like a, um, Always like a leader over the thousand meters for the youngsters, but uh, the current price isn't gonna isn't gonna get me. Bj, I think the winner comes from one of those three, though, most definitely. Yeah, I was uh, I was four fifty the field mm. with Sockoff favourite marginally, so I'm happy to to watch it at the moment. Open up six dollars, currently around the four forty four fifty mark. So. Sort of bang on my my price, um, anticipating a bit better on race day. Um, bet, I, bet don't, I don't know. I don't yeah, know I what this will do. Mm -hmm. Looking at what happened with Storybook last week, yeah, um, there's got to be some type of chance that Storybook's heavily supported. Yeah, um, if that's the case, we might get a, a nice betting opportunity elsewhere. Um, it, it is a race where Storybook Queens give sock off. I'll be willing. Um, I'll probably be willing to back a drifter. I'll watch him in the yard probably. I'll be out there for uh, Bucks 2, BJ. Luke Finney's Bucks 2, uh, which I'm sure you're going to attend and join us. Yes, I'll be there. Yes, wonderful. Um, congrats, uh, Luke. Yes, congrats. Well. Uh, congrats to Luke. Um, shout out to Luke. You're a very uh, strong supporter of the uh, the 1-1 one -one WR Racing he, Podcast. He might even be wearing the hat on the day. He loves, oh. his, loves, loves his lid. Are you the best man? I am, yes. I got to better start start working on the speech. I wonder if they're going to um, have the ceremony between races. Oh, that's my <laughs> that's my only concern. Whether he, uh, 
Whether it's uh, I thought yeah, that would have been conditional of you well, taking on the role of best man. Surely, I I reckon that Luke's pretty cluey in that sense. So I reckon, uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll let me have my phone out watching it on on the, on the <laughs> as she's walking down the aisle. I reckon yeah, that'll be, be no issue in the slightest. You'll be you'll be back in a drifter as she's yeah. walking down the aisle. Very good. Ah <laughs> uh, dear, I'll be the only. I'll be celebrating before she gets there. Um, yes, so very open race. Uh, well, very open between those three, and um, I'll be happy to um, make a late assessment. But otherwise, happy probably sitting out and hoping none of them win and want to go to the Karakata and, and take a be optimistic spot. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny little race, this isn't it, Terry? And um, you would think if this race was run last Saturday, that sock off would be all the rage, really. But um, the, uh, the 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 pattern on the day will be interesting. I ended up just playing it simple. I think sock off will rail in front and lead. Been impressed with the speed and um, sort of style and the way that she's covered the ground in her her uh, lead-up trial wins. Trial well last prep preparation as well. Um, just got swamped on debut over 1,100 when she led uh, was um, for, for Brad Parnham. Was only beaten just over two lengths on, on that occasion. And I think, um, I think there was a bit that went wrong as well uh, prior to the start and, um, and um, might have even... Had to undergo a vet's examination before yeah, before, no, no. She, before she she did. Uh, she raced. So uh, a couple of little factors there. The eleven hundred as well, whereas this is a thousand. Uh, rolling along for Brad Parnham, Dion Luciani is doing his strike rate at the moment. It's really really good. Uh, I'm happy to to play sock off in 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 this. And if she's a classy chicks gets uh, you know holds that you know twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen dollar. Price and I might even have just a little nibble late on uh, on she's a classy chicks flooding home as well because that debut run was too good to ignore as far as I'm concerned. But sock off uh, for my, for mine. It's funny throughout the program, um, Pikey's on uh, he's on quite a few. We'll discuss a few later as we go, but he's on a few sort of. Sit and sprint. Well, I'm presuming they'll ride. She's a classy chick. Sit and sprint. He's on a few sit and sprint types that are um, at fairly hefty each way quotes. I, I think a few of them may not have completely allowed for the for the W Pike factor. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they do on the day. And as you said, it'll be very interesting to see what this market does as well. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see big money come for Sockoff. Wouldn't surprise me to see big money come from Storybook. So um, we'll have a look late on the exchange. Okay, race four is the first of our feature events, black type events on uh, on Oaks Day. It's the Schweppes Melvista Stakes, the um, the final lead up to the WATC Derby on April ten, and uh, we have Western Empire Winks like odds again has uh, even firmed since uh, since I completed my preview last night. I think he was around the the uh, maybe even dollar. 30 mark perhaps and he's a dollar 20 at the moment i saw a little bit of a dollar 18 this morning uh i just wanted to ask you terry under what circumstances can western empire not win this race and i imagine that it's going to be up to west western empire if he's if he's having a, a bad day and gets a bit fizzed up and gets a bit cranky and starts pulling himself with uh, into the ground with no uh with no cover is uh is that the only way that you can see western empire coming unstuck through i guess um you know through his own through his own inexperience and his his own uh fragilities i suppose uh basically yeah i mean it's a funny it's an awkward looking map to some degree actually yeah. i'd i'd, I'd 
if I was, I'd, I'd make one of two decisions. It would be drop him right out to dead last and um, then you can circle and stay out of trouble. And that's probably the decision I would make, which sounds quite funny from barrier one. I would say to Pike, take a complete hold um, and do that. Or I'd just say lead him, just lead yeah. him up. Just lead yeah. him up. I think leading him up is probably just takes, and if you can't win leading him up, then there you go um but look my friend paul's the obvious leader yeah. i was on my friend paul last start at narrative by the way 20s into 950 that was heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking i was really that was a real good find anyway go watch the replay and feel for me but my friend Paul will be the first horse beaten i think you'll find bj um the, the thing think- that i noticed at narrative the other day was how keen my friend paul was early like mm. just look just was curious you, you might run, run him along well no not, not so much that but i just the the I was thinking maybe just lead on Western Empire as well, but then the way that my friend Paul sort of began and was really really fiery early, like if that happens again on Saturday, then just yeah hit that just let let my friend Paul do his thing out in front and do and you want to be on just stay out of his truck stay out of his way. So so do you want to be on the back if you're looking to get him beaten as the other jockeys here and and you see Pikey on the back of uh, my friend Paul, you know my mm. friend Paul will probably be. Um, calling a DD for about the 800, 900. Yeah. Um, so if I, if I was, if I was a, if I was, uh, well, any of the other riders actually, um, no, they've, all, that, they've all got the same ability. Yeah. I yeah. would be, I would be off and going um, and trying to steal a, a match winning lead because my friend Paul stops on him and you can try and put four or five on the field. Think about what Pikey did on uh, final two yesterday. Mm. That's how you probably get him beaten. Um, we saw him come a little bit unstuck in the challenge and with the, he didn't appreciate the slower temper. I think he's matured from there though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think he's okay in that sense. But uh, and I think, I think the, the miles into his legs and the, um, and the, the experience and the maturity since then has, he, he has hopefully has led to him being a bit more relaxed on race day. And although Chris Parnham has ridden him in his last three, so William Pike jumps back on board. And, and um, so there, there is a little bit of a different setup in that. And the speed is obviously a different setup, but to be fair, like we're clutching at straws. If, if we, if we think that there's a, there's a way that, um, that one of these five runners can, uh, can upset Western empire and, um, and team Williams, Peter's investments, William Pike, it just uh, yeah, he just has an absolute mortgage mortgage on this race. Um, Favorite out, who runs second? I was going to ask you that same question. Uh, I think it's a lot closer affair. I think it's a it's a blanket job between the next four. Um, three six five. It's funny if you look at all the markets across the board. I've got sort mm-hmm. of six bucks for the win. Three six five of seventeen dollars up. I know that's a fake agency. Um, as Donald Donald Trump will say, it's fake news. But um, I didn't think Fear the Wind was that much of an inferior run to any of them last start. I thought it just got tucked up uh, in the wrong spot. And um, the pieces, I think they know they got a pretty handy little stayer. Um, yeah, can stay yeah. there as yeah. well. So look, if, if Betfair throws up some fourteen, fifteen dollars, sixteen, eighteen dollars top two, I've marked it sort of seven. That that might be worth considering. But no, I'm I'm pretty happy staying out here, BJ, the top two market. Jack, we go. Flash your caddy peaked a bit, but we'll love Chrissy Parnham going back yeah, on. But um, true. nah, no no real strong opinions. Western Empire should be winning. Um, 
but I've I've backed um, Pure Devotion and Temptation for the Oaks. I just think that Western Empire has been beating up on nothing on the walk on the walk through, and I still think Western Empire deserves clear favouritism. Um, but I think the ten bucks and twenty bucks for those two going into the uh, Derby will look like a really good price. So that's my sort of hope, and then hope maybe hope Western Empire doesn't win as authoritatively as. Uh, as everyone's expecting, and um, yeah, the girl's form line looks a little bit closer to his. So that's how I'm playing it. It's a futures way. Yeah, or or you can, or if you're um, eligible to bet on margins, then maybe you can you can bet on margins for uh, yeah for West. Problem Empire. is when they when they're a dollar sixteen. I, I don't know how it works exactly, but I presume um, that five plus lengths will be like two dollars fifty or something, which isn't uh, overly enticing, is it? Invictus Domini style margin. Invictus Domini, exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, for, for mine, for one, to, to answer your question earlier, I think Outback Jack will run a clear second. I think yep. he's going. think he's a really, really progressive young horse. Should have won last start, and um, is going to probably is one of the few horses um, that is going to appreciate the twenty two hundred meters. So I think he'll run a clear second. But I've got a question for you. Where, where the hell are you, Holy Enchantment? Where are you? Yeah, well, that's see, that's why um, I should uh, should have explained a little bit deeper. The reason that Derby market makes some sense to me is you got Western Empire dollar eighty. I'm just going off tap touch at the moment. You got Western yep. Empire dollar eighty. Pure Devotion eight bucks. Dom to shoot eight bucks. I, I, even if they do come back, I'm not I, traveling across the country. Twenty five. I just don't think Dom to shoot will run. Holy Enchantment Naya doesn't look like it's there. Soleil is the next in line, and then you got Reliable Star shorter than Temptation. Um, so the, the market's just the market's off it's that simple mm. the market's off Western Empire will be two bucks type thing Pure Devotion five Temptation eight type thing so I think if you can take the eights and sixteens now you're going to go in there with overs I'd suggest on those two runners I'm not saying they'll beat Western Empire but I'm suggesting you'll probably end up with overs better price um, yeah. on the race you know that uh, you'll have Chrissy Parnham on one and um, yeah you'll have you'll have the right hoops on board so it could be uh, could be a play and then you could not cheer against Western Empire but just hope he isn't as impressive as uh, as we all accept him to be. Now, have you read anything or heard anything about Holy Enchantment? No, I haven't. I was going to ask you actually. No yeah. idea. Okay, I might have to follow that up. I'm mm. surprised he's, he's not in this race. And um, But anyway, hopefully everything's all right with that horse and we, we get to see him go around in the derby. But, um, but yep, Western Empire, P's and you got to think he's not going to the derby. You've got to think he's not going to the derby. Yeah. What are, they, are they thinking midweek or do they want him going the one-week backup and they're going to race him the week before the derby in an open ager? Or maybe they have a plan. Stephen yeah. Miller has odd little plans here and there. But um, to me, second prize is 20 grand here. He's probably throwing away 20 grand if he's gone for something like that. Okay. Well, more will be revealed, no doubt. Mm. So, okay. All right, BJ. It is now time for the Mundaring Hotel Mastermind Competition. That is correct, Guru, the Mundaring. It has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you're, if you're up in, uh, in the hills, if you're up that way, drop in and see Ian Butchie O'Connor, the publican, and uh, say good day. Let him know that you are a 1-1 listener. There is uh, plenty happening up there. Feed, flutter, frothies, frothies. Uh, family atmosphere, Big decks. It's just, it's just, uh, it's got a, a good energy up there at the Mundaring, and um, and yeah, and uh, the the team up there are doing a tremendous job. So congratulations to episode sixty eight, mastermind winner Lachlan Mitchell. He was uh, he was able to get those uh, those four questions correct, and that 
$100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the post. So um, pens, paper at the ready to be crowned this week's mastermind. You'll need to answer these four questions correctly. All right, ready to go. It's funny, BJ, just uh, just to interrupt, sorry. I just went uh, onto Twitter and messaged Julio to find out because he's usually a bit of a news broker where Holly Enchantment mm-hmm. might be. And uh, the first tweet I see is from Scotty McCormick. Freeze him off opens $4.40 on Saturday with Brad Betts, now $21 on Sportsbet. I'm team Brad on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good stuff. Uh, isn't it good how the old Brad Bet has caught on? Yeah, so. massively. Oh, he, yeah. I love the way he promotes it. It's brilliant. And like, <laughs> we we give him a hard time and uh, Crip and I, and we all get stuck into him. But geez, if I was doing the market, I'd cook just as many as him, but um, he's a very good sport about it. He makes it uh, makes it very uh, very easy, and uh, yeah, he doesn't uh, he doesn't publicly tell everybody uh, when we take massive unders. So um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So he could uh, yes, it definitely works both ways. It sure does. It sure does. So ready to right. go. Sorry, BJ. No, you're right. That uh, you you'll appreciate this first question. Mm-hmm. Number one. Name the horse who defeated Dig Deep to be crowned season 2018-2019 WA champion <laughs> two-year-old. <laughs> Already, that's funny. That's good stuff. Uh, right, uh, right. That is question one. Do you know I had a speech written out? <laughs> we were told, we were basically given the heads up we were going to win and mm. they've gone to yell it out and I had a little speech written out to go and have a chat to Brittany up on stage. I actually pulled my chair back. <laughs> I was actually pretty happy in the end because I didn't, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't really want to go up but then again i'd had a few frothies by that stage so anyway sorry continue question two i'm sure you're one from one at this stage terry Mm. Uh, question two name the 2015 mel vista stakes winner that later trained on to claim the 2017 caulfield cup started in the west and uh was transferred over onto the East Coast and went on to win a Caulfield Cup. Good star, this fellow. Question number three. I wasn't aware of this, but Grant Williams has trained or co-trained the last six WA Oaks winners. Now, of those six, Chris Parnham has ridden three of them. William Pike has ridden two of them. Name the other winning jockey. Hmm... That's a good and one. Question four. Are they currently Cro- are they currently riding? I know I'm going to ask them. Uh, um, not currently riding. Shouldn't have asked that, should I? <laughs> no, but there's a couple that could fall into that bracket. No, I, so, I, still, don't, I still don't know the answer. Mm, uh, I was yeah, it just caught my eye when I was flicking through some of the WOK's history. Now, question number four. Prior to Tuscan Queen last year. Where is Tuscan Queen, actually? That's another question for Julio and uh, mm. maybe Jay Rooney. Name the previous WA Oaks winner to go on and win the WATC Derby. Interesting looking at the WA Oaks honour roll, actually. There's uh, a few horses whose career highlight was the Oaks mm. and they didn't necessarily do a lot after that. But uh, this particular filly did. Now, mm. they are the four questions for this week's WA Tough. Racing Mastermind. Tough this week. You, uh, If you uh, want to enter, can you please send your answers 
via via direct message to at the one one pod on Twitter, and then you can be in the running for that much sought after one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills, since eighteen ninety nine. Terry, how did you fare? Uh first two. First didn't, two? Even, didn't even attempt the second two. Yeah, I already googled the answer for number two to make sure I was right. So uh, <laughs> first two. So I'm two from four. I, I disappointed in myself for not getting um. The last one or the third one, but um, yeah, good questions. I like that, BJ. That's good stuff this week. That's, that's your best, uh, yeah, 70 episodes. Is this episode 70? 69. 69. In 69 yeah. episodes, that's your best set yet. Oh, you've peaked. You're you've you're peaked guilty. at episode 69. <laughs> so it's taken a while, but uh, yeah. we've got there. Career best. Career I, th- best. I, thought, I thought you'd get there. <laughs> You never, oh, lost, right. you never lost faith, Guru. No, that, no, never, never, never ever lost faith. Not even, uh, not even close. But uh, I'll tell you one thing I have lost faith in, BJ, and that's race <laughs> five. Uh, the Kieran Magumi handicap might have a couple of Kieran Magumis at Luke's, uh, Luke's Buxter on uh, on Saturday, actually. Uh, I reckon you might. I reckon you uh, might. Over the 1,800 metres. Now, I found a reason why they all couldn't win this race. Um, BJ, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly. I'll give you a quick rundown. Kiora Star is a nonny. Um, I'm aware it won last start, but that was a very weak race. Miss Marietta had the 10 out of 10 ride, and now it draws the widest and more weight. Beret for me doesn't get the journey. Eurasia missed a run. 28 days between runs. Melorab looks most suited, but I just mm-hmm. could not find a way for it to find the lead or the breeze. Hasn't been stepping, and there's three quick horses underneath it here. Yeah. Uh, so Melorab might need to take a sit and look for a spot. Sluicebox had every conceivable chance last start, and now draws wider. Grand Randell's not up to him. Interstate isn't impossible, but I don't think I think he's a 1400 meter horse. Mm-hmm. Floydale Boat and Luke Star aren't good enough, and um, Watch Me Nene isn't an impossibility, but I just yeah. don't know if he has the um, the capabilities to win. Um, at the moment with his inability to jump and end up three or four back at the fence. So, geez, sorry. Well, when you said lost faith, right, everyone had lost faith in Kia Aura Star. You tipped mm. him two starts ago, place heavy, yeah. hashtag place heavy, and he and loomed fourth. and he was going to run third and he ran fourth. Yeah. Um, and then he went back to his home track, Bunbury, Lactar Ramoli on board and absolutely brain them to the tune of three and a half lengths. As Terry said, it was a pretty pretty plain old um, lineup that he crossed swords with on the day. However, I, I probably would have beaten that field, I reckon, on, on, how, on, on foot. However, prior to that, I thought his, his uh, three starts ago when he was unsuited, when leading really fast, um, Fafirio, and no apology, they ran first and second in that race. That form's good. The what about Moses, Miss Marietta form from two starts ago was good. Wins by three and a half lengths last start. Everyone has lost faith in Kia Ora Star. I'm back he's, on board. He's favourite. I'm, ba- I'm back on board, Kia Ora Star. From gate one, I reckon he's really suited from a map point of view. Uh, Lactar, Ramoli, Lucky, Railman Rails. Uh, if he can, if he can, if this isn't going to be a strong tempo affair. So Kia Ora Star might just, um, by lack of the barrier draw, land in the right spot. I did mm. notice how much he appreciated moving into the race. Uh, with no horses on his outside with momentum last start. And the last time he won at Ascot, 
over was actually over the 1800 meters and he again he was i think he was in the three wide line with cover angled out moved into the race with uninterrupted momentum no horse to his outside and defeated lawfy that day wouldn't that be a um, negative then from barrier one that was going to be my counterpoint oh shit uh, sorry yeah. No, yeah so that was going to be my counterpoint however i was finding lots of ticks and mostly crosses with every other runner in the race. So yeah. uh, for me, uh, maybe maybe they um, Michael Lane has has changed a couple of things because Kiora Star looks to be in really good nick into his seven year old season, and he just won too well to to ignore while he was uh, he was suited last start. So for me, by um, just pulling a line through basically everything else, I ended up. Landing with Kia or a star. What price are we talking at the moment, Terry? Four dollars eighty. Where I'm looking at the mm. moment. That's uh, it's just hard to justify. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to look in too many mirrors for the rest of the day what? if you took that, would you? Insane that. Look, what was your, insane that. What was your favourite? Insane that. Mellorab was my favourite. Yeah. It's it's the one. It was so good. Like, like you shouldn't be able to miss kicks, work to the top, and then still run second like it did last start. That was yeah. that was a super super run. My, my thought process is if Mellorab does happen to settle three three. Pairs back one out and does find a spot and settles happily there and doesn't actually lead or find the breeze, it can still win. I think it's a horse yeah. that's got a few different gears, but I don't want to be. I mean, it's the type of horse. If Mellorab, I marked Mellorab 440, I couldn't have got any shorter. I don't want to take the 550. If I get some seven bucks bet fair late, I might have something on, but. Um, I think that just just on Kiora Star as well, the one thing that uh, is apparent to me when doing my form is that uh, Lactar and Kia get along really well. Um, yep. As you said, the two runs that Lactar has been on, it's gone super. So that's um, definitely important to note. And the barrier, it's got to be in the finish probably just because of the um, the draw and, and the setup of the race. But um, yeah. The way the way that uh, it all works, BJ, the winner will now be Beret because I reckon this is the first time you haven't tipped Beret. Um, just about this prep, so no, I didn't. Uh, I, I was I was off last start. Ah, you're off last yeah. start. Okay, no, you might yeah. be alright then. So, um, but uh, but yeah, like Pike goes on, ridden quiet. Who knows? It's just the eight hundred. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I was Kiora Star Malarab five fifty. The field. They were my two equal favourites. So, um, if both of those, uh, I don't know if we can shop around six dollars for both. I might be able to, and may, maybe a bit better Malarab. I don't, not sure. Um, might be able to sort of dutch those two, but uh, I think the winner is going to be the Kiora Star or or Malarab. Um, Malarab, Malarab, Malarab. What price did you have? You um, watch me, Nano. Uh, I was twenty one dollars. Watch me, Nano. Yeah, I was fourteen. So I mean, yeah. at twenty three bucks at the moment, you could. Mount a case for a little spec. Uh, watch me, Nana's been pretty good all prep. Doesn't look like that on paper, but uh, 12, 14, 1600. Last 200 all good. Three lengths yep. lipstick flickers, four lengths Amelia's Contrera, and then three lengths Miss Marietta when drawing uh, wide that day. Dropped the bit from the eight to the four, which yeah. really, which really yeah. worried me. I didn't like that at all. But um, yeah, I would want the journey. But I, I look back through some runs last campaign where uh, he looked to have every chance and ran second. And oh, I don't know. It just doesn't, just doesn't give me a feel like he's going to win. But in a race oh, with nothing yep. happening, if he can jump, land closer um, and you're struggling for a bet the, the, the $20 plus each way I think there's probably worse investments but geez I'm, I'm not overly enthused I thought I came I logged on to Zoom this morning mm. fully expecting you to find Sluicebox actually oh, so- I thought Sluicebox was given every conceivable last start. I had the back of Melorab on the... I had the back of Miss Marietta, sorry, on the hot rail. Uh, Christy Bennett could not have ridden that horse any better last start, and um, he just simply wasn't good enough. Really it was, good it was enough? that simple. Okay. He just, just was not good enough to get past Melorab or Miss Marietta, so I just can't have it on that. 
fair enough. So yeah, tricky race, race five. Um, actually, might might be one just to just to watch. I reckon it's a very good one to let go through to Timmy Payne, but uh, I reckon after a couple of Kieran Megumis, I won't be doing that. <laughs> Alrighty, so things don't get any easier, that is for no. sure, in the first leg of the late Quadrella, uh, the Schweppes Handicap, over 1,400 metres. This is a graduation, one metro win, special conditions affair. Gee whiz, um, where do we start? So I uh, I think there's, what is it? There's one, two, three, four, five. I came up with six Winning possibilities. What about you, Terry? Ah, uh, geez, more winning more. winning possibilities. Well, Tin Stimp, notorious one. Bragwell wasn't that a, just a, a horror show first up ride wise? That was just a yeah. it was just a nothing ride. Oh dearie me! I, it was funny because it was a dollar seventy out to a dollar ninety late. I think on the exchange. I thought, geez, that's almost worth it. And I thought, no, I'm going to stay out. And it was yeah. very, very glad to do so. Uh, Wild Fusion, that was Brad Rewilla's well, only he'll, bad ride Br- back. Brag- Bragwell will definitely be fitter for the run, that's for sure. He yeah. definitely should be a lot fitter, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, five, uh, f- six winning chances with the sixth one um, being a little bit. Seven, seven at a stretch. Oh, yeah, look, maybe, I don't know. Uh, two, three winning chances. Okay. Three. Three. So, so laying out this race, we've got uh, Downforce returning from a freshen up, 35 days between runs, uh, 61 kgs with uh, Lactar Romoli, but it does have the 72-plus form. So that's Laurentino last start. So so that's pretty good. Tin Snip, um, who gets a lot, of, a lot of mentions on this particular podcast. He looks like he's uh, back in uh, good nick for Adam Durant, and that was a that was a strong midweek win, and um, Invictus Domini and uh, Bruce Almighty. Uh, Bruce Almighty has since come out and made that form look really good. Notorious one. Bruce. Ha- has a lot of talent, raw, but can he be trusted? First up, the Ganjim is still chasing for that elusive um, 2021 win is that right they've only had the one win in 2021 uh sam is that the feature yep uh wild fusion very stiff last start with uh, brad ruwilla on board now gets the services of chris parnham uh w pike back on uh get get back run on tight dark mission and and i don't know um and bragwell as Terry suggested, just had uh, yeah, it was just a horror show at uh, first up at Mount Barker. Who uh, leads us? Sixty-one and a half kilos, a dollar fifty. Good point. I um, I had a few different theories here, but notorious uh, one. Are they are they super aggressive? That worked last campaign. Yeah, I thought so, but the, I just yeah, it was. I don't. I'm not not the really too back sure. On. I thought I thought Rogues won might attack. Did you Rogues know Rogues points the obvious? Yeah, uh, uh, Rogues point. I thought. Did you know that Riley Dot Morgan is a uh, part owner of Rogues Point? Oh, I didn't know. I, I saw that uh, he's tweets occasionally about surely my horse wins today, and I didn't know which horse he was talking about. But um, oh dear, that's a shame. I stood out my quaddy the other day. Didn't win. <laughs> so did there you not go. I, did, I didn't back it, but I, I stood it out in the uh, in the quadrilla. Um, got the run I wanted. Just uh, it was weak as piss, unfortunately, Riley. Uh, so if Rogue's Point comes across and leads, mm. which they might be a little bit reluctant to after how it sort of popped a little bit last Sunday, that might uh, leave. Might, sure, might leave. sure, back up Jay Warwick. I don't think he'll be too worried about that. He'll just okay. be mild, miles in the legs, I think. Yeah, okay, I thought that might leave, if they wanted to be really positive, it might leave 
Bragwell an opportunity to work forward and sit outside leader. That um, seems unwolf like to me. Um, it, it does. You, you it know does. the stable better than me, but that seems unwolf like. Um, otherwise, he, otherwise Bragwell goes back, uh, and I don't know if that's if he can win necessarily from right back. But uh, but there, there there is some the map is going to be fascinating. I even thought Matt they might be a bit more positive with a horse like Trade Talk. I know he's not a leader, but um, from gate one he's sort of been wide and back and hasn't had the the best runs of claiming with Victoria Corver on board. I thought they might even. Sort of kick up and try and hold leaders back, perhaps. But yeah, traditionally in Jero, he's, he's got very little gate speed. Uh, yeah, has, has shown a, a touch more in recent times, but yeah, yeah. But you know what? If, if Notorious One was mine, I'd be leading. What about you, Terry? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'd yeah. be I'd be trying to lead, and um, I mean, Notorious One's one efforts when sitting in the breeze, albeit only winning a uh, only beating a maiden at the time. Said no one ever was uh, was pretty strong. So um, yeah, if he's able to able to jump and land in a forward spot, you'd suspect he's uh, he's hard to beat. I'd love to know why Downforce is off thirty five days. Mm. Um, just a little freshen up for. Um, well, with no, with nothing sinister involved. I mean, he's been, um, yeah, he's been super impressive. You look at his two runs. Lactar's two for two, two for two on the horse, um, as Richie would say. Um, and, and his runs, uh, he's, his uh, runs he's have like, just one like winks on both times. He certainly really. has. King's yeah. Authority franked that midweek form when he came from the clouds to win, and then ridden a little bit more aggressively. He won very easily uh, with fifty nine after the claim um, midweek. And as we've, we're sort of touching on, this isn't super deep. I'm expecting Tin Snip to maybe now he, he's sort of back. Um, in something close to his two-year-old form, or he's a different type of horse now. Um, but yep. they might be able to get him going again. He, his first up run behind Marachino was huge. His run behind Invictus Domini was huge. So he can win again. But uh, look, dearie me, I think the winner comes from the top three, BJ. But um, tough old race to start the day. I'll be I'll be throwing in a couple of roughies in my quaddy and lucky Linda Lulu, uh, who had no luck. Last start and before that was on that cold Pinjarra rail. Uh, yep. Far better yep. horse than that lucky Linda Lula. If, if Alan Kennedy can jag the back of the speed in a race without much tempo, she might be going better than we uh, we think at about 50, 60 to 1. And I'll also be throwing in um, Depara right down the bottom there. 60 Raider in a 60 plus draw and well can sneak a rails run in a, in a race without too much depth. Um, don't think I'll be backing either of them, but they're both going in the quadrilla. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Terry. I think that the winner is going to come from Saddlecloth numbers one, two, or three. I ended up settling on Tin Snip. But as you said, both those two runs back this campaign, even his two trials prior to that were, were really strong. He uh, he did have a lot of favours last start in, in, in terms of Invictus Domini. did quite a bit of work to find his way to the front. But uh, I like the way that Tin Snip was able to quicken off a strong tempo and um, and get the job done in in a, in a driving finish. The way that this race maps out, I, I, I think he's going to he's going to actually find himself in a really really strong running position somewhere in the. I think he's going to be somewhere forward of midfield, maybe even right smack bang midfield. But um, but definitely he's going to have a few chances. Uh, behind him, so um, Downforce will be behind him. There's a couple of others that will probably settle behind him from a um, map point of view. And having a, having a sighter at a horse like Notorious One, I think um, with Clint Johnston Porter back in back in form, 
tin snips he's just going to have a horse to target a horse to run down and and uh tin snip could be the one that gets over the top of notorious one with downforce and uh Ramoli launching at them late um but for me i'm i'm thinking this could be a, a good saturday option for for tim's tin snip i like the way that they've built up his confidence again through trials and through the midweek races and now they've got him got him back into a, a Saturday contest and uh, I think he uh, think he can get over the top of them late so tin snip on top and I'm expecting significant improvement from Bragwell um, everything went wrong at Mount Barker the other day which we've already spoken to but um, just tactically it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what Shawnee McGrady comes up with from 11. Do they go back or do they chance their arm, roll forward and maybe end up outside leader? But that will uh, that will play out in time. Tin Snip for me. Yeah, a little bit of a form line with Tin Snip's last run through Bruce Almighty as well, who's obviously going super at the moment. So, um, yeah, you know, that's a nice looking form line. One question I would ask you, if, if Downforce drew, say, barrier four or five, do you think you'd have yep. Downforce on top? Yeah, yeah. I actually was sort of – it's a – I'll probably end up backing – down, down force as well, um, depending on what what Betfair does uh, late. But um, they were the two I was, I guess, flip flopping between. Yeah. The reason yeah. I ask that is if we just uh, one thing I like to do, I do it on the Chris website, BJ. One of yep. my favourite little little tricks is to uh, you sort it by barrier order. Okay, so barrier nine, you go. This is sticky, especially in a race without a huge amount of speed. Where's yep. he going to end up? So we just work upwards from barrier nine. So barrier eight is want to be good. We'll be out the back. So forget want to be good. Race yeah. barrier seven is Rogue's Point. We'll go forward to probably lead. It will be in a different spot to Downforce. Forget it. Barrier six is Tin Snip. That'll want a similar spot. So that's a worry because that's a similar yep. spot to what we want with Rogue. Down. I'm thinking we want Downforce in somewhere from fourth to sixth, seventh, right? Yep. Uh, you've then got Katona from barrier five who goes out the back. Notorious one from four. I reckon they'll be aggressive and go forward. So isn't a concern. Depara in three gets out the back. Trey took Lucky Linda Lulu one, two. They're a bit of a concern. So basically underneath it, there's five runners who are either going to go forward or back, creating a potential vacuum for downforce to find mm. that spot midfield cover. If, if that makes sense. Well, if we get to we'll get no, to that the makes sense. we'll no, get to the oaks sense. later. We'll get to the oaks really? later for pure devotion drawn eight. There is five or six runners directly under pure devotion who will want the same spot. And that's a concern when you get to that sort of point. So um, to to be fair to downforce, I believe the thing that T tipped me in favor of tin snip would was probably just the 35 days between runs mm -hmm. so for me that's i always that's always a, a slight negative i know that horses can win off those breaks and they do win off their breaks but for me they always get wound out a touch um in favor of a horse with a with a more traditional preparation i suppose but yeah i, I had them pretty pretty similarly marked tin snip and downforce and i noticed that downforce is around the seven dollars and tin snip 550 so yeah, no, I'm, I 100% agree. I love a nice fluent campaign, but um, I think at the seven bucks we are getting the price to have yep. something small down for us. But geez, I'm, yeah, I could. I haven't figured out how I'm going to play this race either, actually, BJ. But uh, a downforce bet, save tin snip is looking a possibility. Um, what, what I what I will say though is it's when we do this show we do it's on a Thursday morning after we've done the form on a Wednesday, hmm. and. When I was recapping, because I I backed She's Enchanted last last Saturday, I was I was confident. I actually had a little saver on Amasenis just just in case, but um, uh, just to square that off. But um, what I didn't factor in between the time that we recorded and race day, which I should have done, was those two 
those two scratchings. Um, it was pink and grey and uh, another go forward horse that just escapes my mind at the moment. Mm -hmm. And um, Don's Legacy, is that right? Was it yeah. Don's Legacy? Yeah. So those two came out and it, it it's a, it's amazing how significant those scratchings ended up being. Um, and then Amasinus lands six, three wide with cover, stalking on a – and they didn't go as fast as we expected and she's enchanted's in trouble on the fence and rah, rah, rah. And you know the rest. Amasinus one wins, and she's enchanted. Runs an unlucky second, but the um, and and you talk about this a, a lot as well. Like the the post acceptance scratchings, they it changes a lot. So mm. if you if you're if you're an, you know if you're an early shopper or whatever, and and then you want to go again on the day, just that revisit your markets, revisit your maps, revisit everything after the the scratchings because that's sometimes something that I am a bit luck, uh, lax with. I don't know about you, but yeah, that. If I had to focus more on that race last week and what those two scratchings meant to the map, then um, then perhaps that might have might have spared me a little bit of pain. So, what do you been, think of that? I would, have, I would have had more on. I reckon. Really? If that, if, oh, I think it. Yeah, because I I had both. She's enchanted, probably being able to land in front of those two, and those two being a couple more roadblocks for Amasinus to get around. So, in well, the that's end, what I, mean. I, I don't. That's what I mean. The way yeah. she jumped, uh, she would have yeah. ended up a pair further back if those two were in the race. So yeah. uh, she would have. It would have been even harder for her. So. Um, that's but yeah, I was yeah, more confident. I was more confident of the of of her chances with them in the field, just for what it meant to Amasinas. Oh yes, party. sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. No, I'm yeah. with you there. So it's like I said with uncanny timing earlier. If uh, Lord yeah. Lonsdale comes out, I reckon uncanny timing leads, and I'd be super keen at probably eight nine bucks. It would be probably, mm -hmm. um, but. With Lord Lonsdale, it's a different story because she uh, he won't lead. So it's uh, yeah, it's very it's interesting. Speed maps are the key. If you can if you look at a race and go, there's two distinctive leaders, and one of them comes out in the morning or the day before, you go, hang on, what does this do for the race? Does this mean that one of them is going to get it uh, soft as butter out in front? And um, yeah, you might have marked something ten bucks, and it suddenly becomes four dollars twenty or something with the new map. So um, yeah, exactly right. Race seven is the Amelia Park Handicap, ratings 66 plus over the 1,200 metres and uh, not a bad little lineup. this one. Um, horse that we were just talking about, actually, Amasinas. She is one of the major players for a very much informed Simon A. Milliard coming off a winning double at Ascot yesterday. We see the return of a pretty smart on-speed sprinter in some sort. Um, hasn't been seen since the Kalgoorlie round last year, and there's a few other horses in here that have their share, fair share of ability, including Mood Swings, who has raced so bravely all campaign, just got zapped late by Riverbow over the 1,000 metres last start. So, why, um, um, why did some sort wear blinkers in the trial and now races without them, BJ? I'm not sure. Mm, Not sure. I think that looks a little bit, a little bit odd. I know last campaign they wanted to try and I think he might have some hoof issues uh, or some leg issues, and they're trying to yeah. uh, look after him. So I don't know whether the blinkers have come off because they want to take a sit or they want to be a bit softer on him. Or I don't. That could be completely wrong. I'm just trying to uh, quantify why that's occurring. But uh, he went down the straight in under a pretty good hold in uh, fifty eight twelve. Trialed like an absolute rocket with Money Matters, mm. Hannon's handicap winner in uh, in second, one point six lengths away. I noticed some sort as a young horse did laid out a lot, um, laid out considerably. So I imagine that's where those leg problems sort of lie, maybe a knee or something like that 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 have impacted because he's only he's only had the ten starts. Um, for, for four wins, so he's been so he's been managed by Adam Durant and his team. But gee whiz, the way that he um, he travelled down that straight thousand at Pinjarra on March eight was uh, was pretty eye catching, Terry. 
Yeah, it certainly was. Um, yeah, I, I still I can't help but take him. Have to take him on here. It wouldn't surprise me if he leads throughout BJ. But um, he's first up at the twelve hundred with a career high weight of fifty nine kilos. Yeah. Um, he's only run last campaign. He carried fifty four. <laughs> when he beat Helms Gate in a 72 plus, which was not the strongest of form references. So he gets a six points for that, which is in looking back, it probably looks a bit harsh, but that's the way it had to work because he was a 70 rider and a 72 surely, plus. Surely the form looks good. Didn't Helms Gate win 99 races at Esperance this Helms, year? Helms Gate's good have been a good little horse to hey, me, actually. He's been a, he's been a very you. good yeah. little horse for me down in Esperance. They just keep forgetting about him. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, look, it wouldn't surprise me if he comes out and wins. But I'm I'm very happy. If it's over a thousand, I'd be I'd be probably and the shades were on. I think that'd be the right setup. But over the twelve hundred fifty nine, first up from a sort of six month break with no shades on, I'm I'm going to look to take him on if he beats me. Um, or so be it. Mood swings comes back up to the twelve hundred. Um, it just looks like he's a thousand meter horse, BJ. Mm. Um, he'll find the breeze. This is easier than what he's been racing, and he goes up no weight or no considerable weight because it's still a sixty six plus. But um, look from the breeze at the twelve hundred. I'm going to risk mood swings as well. Uh, and then you got Magnaforce drawn eleven. I presume that. Off the back of a very nice trial, uh, they've just got to be aggressive here. You'd think on Magnaforce. I can't see any other reason necessarily to come to town um, with him. So um, if he goes forward and he's aggressive, um, there, there should be a reasonable tempo on here. Yeah. I'd suspect if he can, like, if Magnaforce drew better, if he drew under the other two, and you knew he was going to lead and find the top, I'd love, to, I'd love to be on Magnaforce each way at the twenty odd bucks here because he's a horse that goes so well fresh. But from eleven with those two underneath him. Um, I can't be on him here, but um, the one thing I do like about this race, to me, it, it it looks like a race shape that'll be set up for a horse with a um, with a sit just in just in behind them or or uh, not too far off them. Um, it sure does, doesn't it? So Amasinus looks the obvious. Uh, I got no issue with the twelve hundred. His uh, her run when second to Miss uh, not to Miss Kabir to uh, Rationale was huge over the twelve hundred. She should have won first up over the eleven hundred. Uh, behind Q Balling as well. So no issue with that. Uh, I was a bit annoyed at myself for dilly-dallying when Brad put up four bucks this morning. That would have been a nice little saving price to chop a little bit on and um, get some of the money back. But uh, I was just a little bit slow with my what mouse. Were you what were you hoping for? I Amasinus? marked a, I marked Amasinus $3.35. Uh, so it wasn't like it was huge overs. I'm, a, I'm yeah. marking 90% books now, not 90, 95%. So you got to remember all the prices I quote, the markets will be going up 130, 135%. I'm marking 90% books. So it's a, a fair difference. But um, look, from a, from a price perspective, uh, another runner has come up a bet here. Um, I think he's just been forgotten a little bit. He's been performing really well in the city. Uh, that's absolute for, for mm -hmm. Luke Fernie and Lucy Warwick. Um, three starts ago was in no man's land, got home, knocked off Regal Poise. Track might have suited that day to some degree, but the effort behind Lipstick Flicker's next start proved it was no fluke. And then... Um, his last effort at Bunbury when running eighth of 10 was, was just as just as good as uh, the others. They walked. It was a track where you wanted to be either on the fence or on the speed. On Came, paper, it looks it looks like a fail, but it was actually a really good run. It was super. Yeah, quickest last yeah. two of the race comfortably. Uh, and that was a race which contained Charlton Eddy, Weapon Sun, um, probably stronger horses that are here. Uh, yeah. It was a 69 plus. This is a 66 plus. So only goes up half a kilo and I, I think meets an easier uh, bunch uh, draws nicer, so Lucy probably ends up three back the fence. Maybe I uh, can potentially stay one off. I'm not sure. We'll we'll end up needing 
some type of luck from from where he is, but um, that also might work out that he saves his fuel and can uh, find a gap with 250 to go with when the race changes complexion, as I expect or suspect it might do. So, um, look, um, it's not a horse that I've ever found in the past, but you've got to respect current form. And I know that early doors when Absolute came across to, to big Peter, to big Fernie's yard, that um, they had a pretty big opinion. And I think he might just be starting to justify that. And he might really appreciate being up at Ascot and really pr- appreciate being um, at Luke's uh, in Luke's yard. So, um, look, I've marked Absolute 570, currently 10 Ooh. bucks. Uh, yeah, I, I think I might have that a little bit... Um, Thinner than most, I'd suggest. But, but you, um, what, what have you got? Mood swings. Uh, I got mood swings. Eleven bucks. And yeah, some, see that that's where the re, the reverse. Some some so, yeah, some yeah. sort of eleven bucks as well. So you've so they've they've in my markets they've you flipped them. So, yeah, you yeah. got what absolute about eleven bucks, are you? Yep. Yeah, and mood, mood swing six. Yeah. Yeah. The good thing about the absolute current price tens and three thirty. While I'm very happy with that, it also might not be the best price. Um, that's seen throughout. So I just thought I thought his best runs have been. You probably know this horse better than mm-hmm. me, but his best runs have been sort of three wide line working into the race with width. Uh, I wonder what uh, absolute. I wonder what yeah. I wonder what gate two does for absolute. Yeah, yeah that's three back fence. Yeah, uh, cluttered up. Is can he sprint through um, off a standing start basically, or does he need to work into the race? Yeah, yeah, that's that's um, bang that's bang on. He, he might be yeah. a better horse. It's better off winding up into him, like we saw with Amelia's Contreras f- a few weeks ago. But this is yep. the best form we've seen absolute in. So we haven't yeah. been given the opportunity to see him draw a gate and go. Wow, hang on, if he's cuddled up even a little bit longer, finds a gap late, and we we do know that recently the inside pad. Uh, and at Ascot, it's been nicer to settle on the fence and run in the fence. We don't know if that'll be the case on Saturday, but um, yeah, it's an unknown. M- might not handle it all that well, and might uh, might not let down without being able to wind up for the full length of the straight. But um, also might relish settling a pair closer and getting out with a gap, and might have that turn of uh, turn of acceleration on on what I believe could be a couple of paddling leaders late at the twelve hundred. Mm. Okay, yeah, but I uh, haven't seen us on top market wise, yes. but bet, bet yeah. wise, it's uh, it's absolute each way for me. Okay, I'm with you, Amasinus. Uh, gee, that <laughs> Chrissy Parnham's just lobbed three wide with cover following requisition. Where are you? Do you know what the worst part about <laughs> that is? It's the stable mate that gives it the three yeah, exactly. wide line. Like, do, yeah, yeah. Come on. Do, do you know what? Do you know, I've got it. It's, it's time, but Brett Pope, grow up. <laughs> Love you, Brett. Love you, Brett. You've been good to me lately. Um, but yeah, three wide line requisition. Uh, Amasinus just lands there. Chrissy Parnham just absolutely giggling, and uh, and the punters, the the one one faithful, faithful. left lamenting, lamenting. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm back on board Amasinus this week. I reckon this is a really really good setup for for this mare. Smack bang on the 66 minimum. 54 kgs. Her closing speed has been really good. Looks like a bit of a push-button horse for Chrissy Parnham. Just needs to find cover again from the from the mid draw. If Amasenis can can uh, Chris Parnham can, as I said, get that smother in transit, angle out into space and let down. I just I think he's just she is going to be strongest late. A lot will depend on just what sort of form some sort shows up in at his very very best and um um breathing fire some sort will obviously take some running down but amasinus is a horse on the way up with a five kilo weight advantage with race fitness and confidence up as well Uh, as i said earlier simon a miller 
um, has really turned around, turned the ship around, and uh, they are firing on all cylinders at present. Pretty they keen here. Amasinas on top. Uh, I'll, I'll, the price is price is about bang on mine. My three uh, three twenty at the moment was a bit better, which Terry mentioned earlier um, when the markets were released. But I think Amasinas is one of the better bets of the day. Yep. Well, I'm the same price. I'm basically the exact same price as you. Um, so if, if we can creep out a bit to 380 or something, we can definitely have something on. But um... the, the horse that I'll be floating about with, as Terry was floating about with Absolute, is Betfair late price Diablery. Uh, I know he's been up for a long time, but he's drawn one. He's drawn gate one, has been racing in better races. William Pike goes on. Um, Diablery could get out to a silly price on Betfair late. Yeah, well, as I said earlier, there's a couple of pikey uh, horses. Pikey goes on that will take sits and be looking to get home. And this is one of the ones that, um, yeah, I think Diablery, exactly as you said, bang on, he's, uh, he's a William Pike type horse from Barry One. Did look a little bit tired last start. If you just compare the runs of Absolute and Diablery, yes. there, there was a, a clear superior effort out of the two. But um, obviously, Pikey's plus a couple of lengths. So if uh, if Summer's got him firing, like she had Bella's Idol firing last Sunday, um yeah, Actually, we should mention winnable. Summer um, Dixon. That's good training effort for Bella's Idol. I mean, I uh, I said on a podcast a few weeks ago that he's a horse that has got under my guard and I didn't realize he was as good as what he is. And then he's let rip with a third, mighty third in the um, in the Bunbury Cup and then he's won the listed Southwest Cup last Saturday. So it's a horse that continues to improve. I think he's a six-year-old as well. So she's done a top job with him. Well done. Mm. Yes, hold on. Tip of the hat. I like it. Tip tip of the hat, Summer Dixon. Um, Good stuff. Now, uh, this is the race that we've all been waiting for. It's race eight, the City of Belmont, WA Oaks, Group 3, Classic, over the 2,400 metres, Phillies only, set weights. Now, Terry Layton has been playing uh, the futures markets for the WA Oaks for the last few weeks or so. He is uh, he's heavily invested in the outcome of this particular event. It looks like, uh, as the market suggests, a race in two between pure devotion with W Pike going on board, um, Grant Williams and the Cerise and White looking for a seventh straight WA Oaks victory. They also have a uh, second stringer, a very um, decent one, in fact, in Reliable Star. But the but the major major danger to pure devotion is a horse by the name of Temptation who has burst into calculations with two mightily impressive midweek performances. Now, this very well-bred filly couldn't have done much more in her 1,800-metre victory, midweek victory at Ascot last start, and she presents uh, a significant threat to pure devotion. What what was your take on the last start temptation performance? And um, I know pure devotion is a pretty handy result for you, Terry, um, but I'm sure you've played this race um, in your in your favour as well. But uh, when you saw temptation do what she did last start, did you get a little bit nervous? And it, it was that... Did that allow? Um, did that mean that the pure devotion early uh, futures players should um, be a little bit nervous heading into the WA Oaks on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I, I watched that race without any two without any real heavy investments. Uh, I'd say smaller chiclet actually in that race, PJ, um, which uh, which didn't go very well. Um, but temptation, I, I just wanted to see temptation not go very well. To be honest, mm, there, yeah, uh, I hadn't allowed for temptation um, in, into my WA Oaks calculations uh, at the beginning. 
uh, after uh, after her win in the class one over wins a lot, I'd started thinking that way and thought he might head in that path. But that uh, that second win, albeit with a ten out of ten from Chrissy Parnham, um, that was a win of a, a very 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 nice horse. And uh, as I think I spoke to you later that night, we said that Dan Morton certainly knows how to train good horses well. Um, I think they would like another run. 15, 18, 2400 might be a little bit. Um, a touch unorthodox. I think one more run in between would have probably been ideal. But you do back Danny Morton in to um, to get him right for the setup. But uh, look, it, for futures punters, we have to. Um, well, we had a horse thrown in that we weren't expecting to be thrown in. Salaya so was scratched as well, so I think it's sort of been a um, a give and take sort of situation. I don't think we can. Uh, I don't think we can complain. But um, yeah, it's... Were, were you just on Salaya? Mm-hmm. Um, what was the was there any feedback as to why virus. they didn't press on to the oh, – okay, was it virus? Yeah, it? virus. So I reckon that uh, the big show in Montalina might have had the same one. It looked like, right. It looked like something okay. – you know, the way those two went, it looked like it was something fairly sinister too. But um, well, I don't – I have no idea what it was. But it was a virus that went uh, – the reason for Salaya coming out. I think it was Deccan that passed that on to me. Um, yes. So shame for Deccan because Salaya, um, Salaya would have been a massive player. It would have been interesting because I, I think we would have seen some real aggression from a horse like Lunar Impact and it wouldn't have surprised me if Salaya even um, took a sit um, as speaking to Deccan. I mean, I, I think Salaya is going to be a better horse with a sit. It's just been left in front. Right, because nothing's had the speed to lead the races. Her turn of foot's electrifying. For a horse to do that with a sit, um, I know Salaya's not underrated, but I think Salaya's even better than we realise because she's not been suited to leading, if that makes sense. Like, but also, even even last spring, she she didn't really get a lot of luck in a lot, no, of, she didn't. In a, in a lot of races and sort of drew awkwardly and was ridden interestingly and um, on occasions and... Uh, and then yeah, we we saw what she could what she could do on um, uh, more so this this time in yeah uh, this prep but this autumn. Um, and she she won a challenge and she won a Natasha and she's just a bloody good filly. So. She's a ra- she's a railway yeah. horse. So yeah, Salaya's sure. definitely a, a railway horse. I'd be surprised if her and Dig Deep aren't running the Quinella. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, didn't didn't find that one as funny. I oh, sorry. I thought that was, <laughs> thought that was quite humorous. Um, but yeah, no, looks looks a racing too. What what I said before when we discussed. Um, Downforce, BJ, with the uh, ordering the barrier. So I've just done that with Pure Devotion here. And now Pure Devotion, I'm expecting midfield with cover. They'd love to settle. What's in this race? 12, 12 runners. They'd love to probably settle in sixth, seventh with cover. That'd be the aim. Now listen to every runner underneath. So barrier seven, reciting. Barrier six, Cafe Nero. Barrier five, Temptation. Four, Strawberry Mist. Three, Brave Angel. Two, There's a Thought. One, Sunset Cruise. All seven horses will want the same spot. None of them will drop right out. None of them will go right forward. All seven will want the exact same spot that is a concern for me um with pure devotion so i'm hoping this isn't uh this this to me bj this has a real truly great nerf bosk feel about it with it the does same, it does i thought exactly I thought, the I'm, same that's jockeys. incredible i thought i thought that exact same but, thing but yes. it just can't happen to me again um, especially when I had Chrissy Parnham send me a little picture of him celebrating on nerf boss he was he was aware that i'd uh, i'd done me absolute ass on um Truly great, but it's a similar situation. We'd actually saved on uh, Nerf Boss mm. at the price at the time, and I was lucky enough to have a bit of foresight to whack away at the uh, eight dollars temptation on Monday morning after I heard about Salaya. So, um, yeah, cracking horse race. Winner should come from those two. 
Um, spare a thought for me as well. I've, I've been backing Lunar Impact for the place all the way down from $41 a hole into about 20. <laughs> I stopped at about 21, I think, 23. He's going gonna to go around. She's going to go around at about five, six bucks a hole. She'll lead. I'd love to, as I said to you before, I'd love to see Pure Devotion and Temptation getting a war out in front. Pure Devotion succeed. Look back eight lengths further back in third and see Lunar Impact has plugged away into a into third spot. So, would that, uh, would that put a smile on the dial? That would do, yeah. That might see yeah. the, uh, the Bucks do hit another level at that stage of proceedings. <laughs> but uh, I think Lunar Impact will run a nice race. But I do think she'll probably run fourth, fifth or sixth. But uh, very happy with their, with their 26 or 27 bucks on average of a hole for her. But uh, look... Will you be getting will you be getting the moe out on oh, uh, if, if if results go your way the, cork, the, the, the corks will be a pop and bj don't worry yeah, about okay. that yeah, um right. but yeah the uh, it's a two-horse race the market's bang on uh, i cannot suggest back in pure devotion at even money temptation at 390 looks about right i yeah it's it's down to the jockeys it's down to the ride we don't know temptation ceiling my gut tells me temptation's a very nice horse but um there's a reason what did you say earlier bob's won the last six yeah, yeah, he's yes. won a heap of them, but the last six in yeah. a row, yeah, yeah. So th- yeah. there's a reason that um, there's a reason Bob wins these races, and um, yeah, I'll back him in again here, and we'll we'll definitely tip Pure Devotion. Yeah, I wanted to make, I really wanted to make a strong case for Temptation, and I think we can. It's just that Pure Devotion Scott had the traditional Oaks lead up, and I know it sounds boring, but it's got the miles into its legs, and to be fair, she. Was very unlucky not to win the Ascot 1000 Guineas. And I, I believe that, you know, had Kiriel tracked Brave Angel and Peter Nucky into the race um, in the uh, Natasha, that she would have got the better of Salaya uh, on that occasion. And, um, and it, so she hasn't won either of those, but she comes into this race. William Pike goes on. I get everything that Terry is saying from a, from a map perspective. Um, but just the fact that it's got the um, Team Williams, uh, William Pike, traditional Oaks lead up, Cerise and White Colours on board, Pure Devotion, William Pike will be keeping um, Temptation within his sights. Temptation has let down so impressively in, in her midweek wins, but what would Pure Devotion have done under similar circumstances given the, the exact same runs? Um, I'm pretty confident that Pure Devotion can sit and track Temptation and just with that So You Think pedigree as well, that beautiful staying pedigree, uh, you know, Pure Devotion over the 2,400 metres, I'm pretty confident that uh, William Pike will be able to find a way to edge past Chris Parnham who will no doubt be throwing everything at Temptation. And that's that um, comparison that you used, the, the Perth Cup, this this is this is this has got that written all over it again. I love that you said that, Terry, because that's what was my my first thought as well. Looking, watching Pike and Parnham go stride for stride down the Ascot straight again. Can't wait. Think that Pure Devotion is going to end up with her nose in front on the line, though. Pure Devotion wins. Temptation is going to give her a hell of a fright. How long have we got till the um, first? How long till the first turn? Is it four hundred meters? Yeah, yeah, yeah the full four hundred meters. So. Well, well, yeah, it might be a little bit short, but yeah, basically four hundred meters. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all about the map. It's all about the map yeah. early. If um, yeah, if if pure devotion gets caught out three deep, and yeah, it's it's all about the map. It's it's yeah, uh, it's so it's just I just I just hope it is not a mirror image of the the Perth Cup and the the best horse run second by a lip. I just hope that isn't the case. 
um, Betfair in run might be uh, might be interesting as well. Uh, the only other, I mean, obviously Brave Angel is a um, already a listed winner of this preparation, won the Ascot Thousand Guineas. Uh, Brad Parnham, interesting that Brad Parnham goes on board. Uh, they've done a bit of chopping and changing with their riders aboard Brave Angel with this preparation, but she's obviously a um, top four chance, as is Reliable Star, who we mentioned. They are the four class fillies of the race. The only other horse that I'd like to mention, only because it just absolutely bolted in and her closing splits were through the roof, but reciting one a mile maiden at Pinjarra the other day by over five lengths, um, massive step up into a 2,400-meter Oaks um, a couple of weeks later. But, geez, that was impressive. And um, and maybe she she can be the one that surprises a few and runs on into third at a price. But, um, but yeah, for me, um, yeah. Pure devotion, temptation to give her a hell of a fright, though. Very good. Yeah, it's a um, yeah, looks a real two horse race, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. So, um, I'm glad that they were able to cobble together a field of twelve as well. It, this had this had the markings of perhaps a Mel Vista style six, seven, eight horse field, just with the attrition rate. But it's um, it's it's encouraging to see that there's a, at least a competitive lineup of uh, of twelve runners facing the starter in the uh, in the W Oaks. Mm-hmm. Interesting to see him. Ash Maley paid the late entrance fee for uh, for Denzo. <laughs> I, was, I, was waiting, a- I was waiting for one of us to say. What that, do you reckon? So. We're going to see surely if like that's why I reckon fireworks. There could fireworks. be some fireworks. I think, yeah, I think if Pike does get caught deep and has to jag pure devotion back to last, I don't think he needs to panic because I think it could be a little bit of a um, a mess out in front. And I think surely the plan on Lunar Impact is going to be just go, just get to the front, go along at a steady tempo, even above benchmark, and try and break some hearts and fall into third place type thing. You know, so what do, what do you think of? There's a thought that Dan Morton second stringer. Um, I think. I think. Does, that, does I that have a role to play no. from a speed map point of view? No, just no. <laughs> you reckon? I thought they might try and lead, actually. Oh, okay. But, uh... Yeah, could do. Could do. I think I think there'll be some funny little moves. I mean, there's no point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you could say, oh, let's try and hold on into third or fourth. But yeah, I think, nah, throw caution to the wind. YOLO. Have a crack. Have a crack. Have a crack. Have a crack. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, Denzo's added a real dimension, <laughs> a real dimension mm. to the race, hasn't it? The uh, the late entrant oh. from uh, Money, Money Maley. Oh, so. Denzo Washington. <laughs> Denzo. Mm. So that's uh, yeah. So uh, there, there's going to be a few horses that might be hitting a, hitting a brick wall come the um, five or six hundred meter mark in the Oaks on on Saturday. But uh, so yeah, the uh, the it's going to be a fascinating race and one we are both looking forward to tremendously. Yeah, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it as much as shitting myself, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> we'll see how we go. Hopefully, because I'm meant to be laying off a fair portion of what's happened thus far. Hopefully, I uh, don't have the Dutch courage at the time and uh, decide, ah, we'll just let it ride. We'll just let, let it, it ride. We'll just let, let it ride. ride. Anyway, BJ, it is time for the last of the day, also known as the Get Out Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S, Stakes. Correct, Terry. The extremely popular Get Out Stakes. First past the post. That's right. Is brought to you by Market City Meats. They are, of course, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located on uh, Bannister Road at the Canning Vale Market. So, Timmy Hewitt, the great man, he runs the show. Swing past, drop in, let him know you're a one-one listener. Ter- uh, Timmy and his team, they will uh, they'll look after you, no doubt. Congratulations to. Last week's episode 
68 get out stakes winner Alex Lucas. He was uh, he was nearest the pin with his unreliable prediction and um, and collected with the gourmet Group One sirloins available out there at Market City Meats. So congratulations to Alex. And um, moving forward to race nine, the get out stakes this went this week to enter. Uh, simply hit us up on Twitter at the one one pod. Let us know the horse that you think will win race nine at Ascot on Saturday. Remembering, of course, the Sam White rule, Terry. First past the post. <laughs> Correct. First in, best dressed, Sam White rule, and um, very important, the two decimal places as well. So You caught me off guard there at a mouthful of food. <clears throat> That's all right. I've got a mouthful of metal braces at the moment. So apologies to listeners if I sound like I'm slurring my words a little bit. It's uh, I haven't had a drink. I'm having a drink for a while actually, but um, I haven't had a drink. It's just my uh, it's just my braces. I'm just getting used to them. I uh, I uh, got them whacked on on uh, last Friday, and um, a few letters are still a little bit tricky, but we'll get the hang of it. We'll get there, Terry. We'll get there. All right, metal mouth. What do you like in the last? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's taken us to this stage. Oh, you brought it once podcast. you once you brought it up. It was free rain from there for me. Uh, I thought so. I thought you would have yeah. launched earlier, but uh, but yeah, no, um, uh, yeah, there is a, there is a bit of that happening. Um, wow, Jeez, I'm a Miss, Con- mm. Miss Miss Kentucky. I've just uh, I've just refreshed. I've done the old refresh. Dollar sixty five. Isn't Brad's price still available? Do you want to, all right, do you want to lay it out for the listeners? Ah, uh, what's McMuddy McManus go up this morning? Is it McManus Madness? It's a McManus <laughs> Madness. He went up uh, two dollars seventy five for for Miss Kentucky, and I'm sure because uh, Bradley's actually joining us on uh, Saturday. BJ Luke's bucks do. Brad will be telling oh. Brad will be telling us. Oh, she'll be four back the fence. This is a big step up in class. She's a big risk. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. That's what Brad will be saying. Okay, well, the punters disagree at this stage. They, they, they certainly do. They certainly do. But there is there is always a uh, a question of um, of price and what is fair enough. And even I have to say the dollar sixty five. That's geez, that's bare, 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 bare bones, BJ. Well, yeah, it's 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 the barest it's crazy, of, barest crazy, of bones. Crazy. We're not here I just mean, to tip. Um, when there's no like one thing I get very frustrated, and you know I get quite frustrated is we can all say, oh, this should win, this will win. But if it's dollar sixty five, and what have you marked, Miss Kentucky, out of interest? Well, in fairness to Brad, I was two twenty in Miss Kentucky. Okay, so, all right, yeah. So, and that was just factoring in luck in running, really. Yeah, um, exactly right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that one sixty five uh, currently available is a bit of a false price. I'm expecting, you know, her to get out to something a little bit more uh, reasonable on race day. Um, so you're but, you're basically a forty five percent chance of winning the markets. Currently, nearly a sixty one percent chance of winning. So, if that's the yeah. case. This is this is I mean and this is one of my favorite aspects and it's very hard to explain to people is I was going in thinking when I saw Brad's price and elsewhere and I thought 230 240 Miss Kentucky that'll be the best of the day very happy having yeah. having a good yep. go but at the dollar yep. 65 we now need to try and get her beaten Let's do it let's try anyway <laughs> let's try let's try um so who 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 falls into the category of horses with the with the talent to uh to, to cause an upset where um, 
you know, uh, well, let's start with the map, I suppose. Yeah, um, start with the map. Captain Kink and there's not much speed in this actually. Captain Kink and um, Cramden are your obvious speed horses. Yeah. Uh, Cramden last time drew outside of Captain Kink actually crossed Captain Kink. Captain Kink sort of tailed them, went to the breeze and won the race. That was when knockoff plutocracy uh, a couple of starts ago. Um, so expect those two to go forward and work themselves out either lead breeze or the same type of setup um, in in that sort of way. Highland beat from Barrier Three should land just off them. Moulton has the blinkers off. Look for more aggression um, on Moulton and there's there's not a huge amount of other natural speed. I think Riverbow from 10, they'll try and find a spot, but at the $4.80, I think is another one that's come up well under the odds from Barrier 10. Uh, only fell in last start. I don't want to say fell in it. One by just under half a length, but it was given a 10 out of 10 from a good gate from Jason Whiting. So with and every mortal, didn't every it? Every mortal, Bowen, yeah. So with the extra weight, wider gate, and running into Miss Kentucky, the $4.80 does not uh, appeal in the slightest, BJ. So um, we've got to look a little further afield, and it's actually... Brad has gone up on one at $8.50, which is now out to $15. And it's, um, yeah, it's one that I actually marked uh, about eight bucks as well. And who would have thought? State attorney? Who would have thought in the last of the day that Pikey's come up double my price on a Cerise and White Runner? It's, um, yeah, it's, it's unheard of, isn't it, BJ? I reckon Pikey would be a little bit offended with the market oh. moves um, for said that this early stage of proceedings, oh. Terry. Usually he's lining up on. Seven, eight, nine faves, and um, half of his rides have drifted significantly since the markets were released. They've, for they've forgotten who this W Pike kid is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of the uh, the local bookies aren't following uh, the over east stuff, and they've uh, yeah they've completely <laughs> forgotten who he is. But uh, I did do a little uh, to be devil's advocate with state attorney BJ. I did a little deep dive on um, his form, what he requires to win. He's a fresh horse, so we like the fact he's fresh here. Um, that's definitely a positive, but uh, his four victories from his 27 starts, uh, barriers have come from BJ. One, one, right. one, and three. Um, rails and run, said it Rails and run, yeah. tucked up for that uh, late sprint, and he, and he really can accelerate and let go late. Um, first up, last prep, had absolutely no luck when Drew, he actually drew five, but he ended up back last for Clint Johnston Porter behind Elite Street. It was huge over the final 100. It was a real eye catcher. Second up, Drew one, was able to settle in fourth, got over Zebel late, uh, had no luck for Paddy Carby from Barrier 10, and then stepped up to a longer journey, but drew good gates, ran good races because he drew the good gates. So um, yep. they know this horse. They've openly said they know he's a fresh horse. So this first up, no trial of 84 days. This will be the race they're targeting um, to try and win, I would suggest. But again, I, I look at those drawn just underneath him. Guns and Navarone, um, my Demi. Moulton probably goes a little bit more forward. Um, so those couple of horses are going to want the similar type of spot to state attorney. I just Miss, even Miss Kentucky, really. Even Miss Kentucky, exactly right. Yeah. So I, I just worry that um, sort of Pikey at best ends up in sort of eighth, ninth spot and on the back of horses he doesn't want to be on the back of giving him the right cart in to the race. But um, look, there is a world and there is a situation, most definitely, where um, where the leader stops, whether it be Captain Kink, Miss Kentucky, whether, uh, sorry, not Miss Kentucky, Captain Kink or um, Cramden, whether a horse, Cramden, yep. uh, it could be a horse like, um, like Moulton ends up on the fence in that line and Moulton has enough. It could be uh, Badger Courage doesn't give uh, Miss Kentucky the toe into it. From barrier one over a thousand, and when you're not a leader, um, you're always a big chance of finding trouble. But um, I do think Chris Parner will, will find room and I do think, Miss Kentucky will win the race, but uh, yeah, dollar sixty-five. That's that's thin. Oh, I was a dollar ninety, and I couldn't have got her any longer. 
So um, that was as long as I could have got a dollar ninety. That's including bad luck. Mm. So it's a funny one. I don't know. So I'm in a I'm in a mindset now, and I haven't actually made up my mind. It's either you whack state attorney each way at the fifteens and three fifty, and you you're happy with that price as a bet, or you, you hold fire and um, you hope for some two dollars. $2.30 Miss Kentucky on the day and have a little bit of a an onslaught at that price they're the they're two sort of mindsets I'm um, contemplating at the moment BJ yeah that but I'm unsure about, that sounds about right for me so if we're looking for potential upsets I think you have to seriously consider Highland Beat this um, he's another East Coast import for the uh, Ganjimi Brothers Racing Stables. Just want to run through his form last preparation. It, this was his first campaign in Western Australia. He had quite a lengthy campaign, so obviously he's a very sound horse. Um, and he's uh, – let's listen to some of this form. So first up, he's run third over 1,000 metres at Belmont behind We've Got Dreams and Money Matters. He's then followed that up with a second behind Money Matters with Jericho Missile in third. Then he has um, run sixth in the Jolly Beggar, which was a $100,000 race, but he's only beaten two lengths. This was behind Money Matters, Jericho Missile, Vital Silver, Belter. So that was another good run. He's followed that up. He's run well, but... Um, but oh, that was probably his least impressive run, but this was against Celebrity Queen, Clips of Comfort, uh, Money Matters, um, Multiverse was in that race as well. Um, he's then run behind Elite Street and his last run behind us uh, before a spell, he's run, he's drawn four, um, raced on speed and he's run third behind Elite Street and Long Beach over 1,100 metres at Ascot. So all that form is pretty bloody good. And then he's come out and um, trialled super at, um, at Ascot on the, um, oh, sorry, at Belmont rather, on March 15 for Mitchell Pateman. Canted in that trial uh, from a good draw, gate three, um, first up for the Ganjimis and Mitchell Pateman on Saturday. I think he's going to get the right run. If Miss Kentucky and Chris Parnham happen to encounter some roadblocks and some traffic issues and things don't fall into place from gate one, which can happen, I think that Highland Beat is going to be the horse to take advantage of that situation. Miss Kentucky um, probably ends up in the back of Highland Beat just about as well. Perhaps, I think, yeah, which is, so. yeah. Just, it's, it's a pretty advantageous spot, I think. Miss Kentucky ends up in there. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm just uh, sort of clutching at straws a little bit. But if there is a horse with the setup, with the form, with the peak form, and the uh, and and the right sort of setup to to uh, maybe maybe make things a little bit interesting in the get out stakes, and for me, it's going to be number four, Highland Beat. Yeah, I I think I would have found Highland Beat considerably uh, shorter. I actually. I'm just reviewing my market here, BJ. I got Highland Beat six twenty, State Attorney seven fifty. So actually, Highland mm-hmm. Beat, uh, a bet at the current price, just about. Not that I'm, um, not that I'm diving in on anything just yet. But um, yeah, as I said, it's uh, I don't know. What what, what are we going to see at Jump Miss Kentucky? Are we are we any hope of seeing? But but it, but but even if it is a dollar eighty for for argument's sake on the exchange, what does that make Highland Beat State Attorney? Riverboat. Well, I think what does that make? That that forces them out. Ri- surely, ri- Riverboat. So. Riverboat will jump ten bucks. I'll probably lay that on yep. Betfair this afternoon. So Riverboat chewing up a so massive you, you, chunk. We'd be we'd be silly to bet now, regardless. Well, I look at the state attorney price, and I think yep. I think surely Pikey can't be riding. Surely a horse that's sort of designated for this type of setup can't be going around much longer than fifteen dollars. 
um, state attorney. But you are bang on. If Miss Kentucky trades at a dollar eighty type thing, that's sixty percent of the market or something near that. Um, yeah, the other the other how many horses? Twelve horses, ten horses. Sorry, have to fit into forty percent. So there has to uh, has to be some give somewhere. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's a funny one. By by jump, if Captain Kinks. $26, you know, the likely leader is $26. Captain Kink could be your each way bet. It's, it's really about trusting a, a drifter and, um, well, not trusting a drifter, but um, but being willing to to back a drifter and, and sort of yeah, quantifying why it's drifting, I guess. But yes, I think we are going to be flooded mm. with entries uh, for Miss Kentucky in the Get Out Stakes. And just a reminder to listeners that the second decimal point Maybe all important if there's oh, yeah. um, a wa- if there's a wave of uh, of um, of Miss Kentucky entries. I reckon the Sam um, White rule might even come into play. I reckon mm. I reckon you could be bang on there, there, Guru. So um, yeah, margins two decimal places. It's uh, this is this could be critical. Come sure. get out stakes time critical. on critical. Yeah. Okay, Guru. It's time for our betfair best betting proposition of the day. You can lead the way. What is your Betfair best? Uh, well, we're going to use Betfair, BJ, for my Betfair best. Um, I think if we use some Betfair SP marks for uh, Miss Kentucky in race nine, the bookends, and Maricino in race one, I've marked the multi around about $3.40, $3.50. Uh, I think we'll be we'll see some sort of $4 plus. So we're going to play a Betfair all up, Maricino, Miss Kentucky, in the hope of seeing some two bucks for the pair. Okay, okay. My bet fair best. While this horse admittedly is right bang on my price at the moment, I'm hoping for slightly better on the day um, on Betfair, of course, on the Betfair Exchange. Race seven, number 10, Amasinas. Horse is flying, good setup. Should get, just needs a bit of cover in transit. She'll be launching all over the top of them. Amasinas to make it three in a row. Bet fair best. Very good. And what's your, uh, what's your Maddie? Tough day for a Maddie. Lots of small fields. My Maddie is before I um I let loose with it. It's uh, hashtag I stand with Brad, and my Maddie is race one number two. Freeze them off. Mm. You can currently get twenty one dollars on sports bet, twenty one dollars on a six horse field for a horse whose peak form um would match any of these. I think is a pretty good price. That is uh yeah it always is. Uh, what do they say? Funny things happen in uh, small fields, BJ. So that's uh it's probably now getting out to a probably a bit silly the 440 was probably a bit thin bradley but uh yeah the 440 was probably silly the 21 dollars is mad exactly right uh look i'm really bad <laughs> i'm really battling for a uh 20 pop in a in a day full of small fields and stand out uh alex but um i said if watch me nay nay can get out the gates land prominently enough there was enough crosses through the rest of them for uh for it to run a race so watch me nay nay uh watch me whip um watch kira whip and watch it nay nay <laughs> Kiri, we've both gone KU for our man. Oh, there you so it go. Could be, a, uh, could be a couple of lucky long shots there for uh, for Kira. A, couple of, so. a bit of a 500 to one uh, little double for, yeah, for KU. Yeah, multi him up. KU. Multi. Uh, lay of the day, I, um, again, I'm battling. The one that's, uh, I've marked Riverboat double figures, so... Um, Riverboat at the $4.80. I will will call that my lay of the day from the awkward alley with the extra weight. Okay. My lay of the day, I know this horse has been, has met with significant support this morning. Significant support. Race three, number three, storybook. I think the 280 
290 that's currently available is uh significantly below my price i'm happy to to lay storybook in the in the two-year-old race race three um admittedly has some talent just didn't like some of the things i saw from her um with chris panamon in the gym crack stakes last week and i'm happy to take her on storybook in the two-year-old race you've read the script for storybook have you bj hopefully hopefully we'll wait and see but um but yeah that's uh that is my Betfair lay, and uh, that brings our WA Oaks Day preview to a conclusion, Terry. Certainly does, and uh, obviously stick with us for next week's edition of the Karakata Plate. Uh, I think we're uh, I think we're in pretty good nick with Karakata Plates last couple of years. Dig deep, and uh, what was I'm a single man, so uh, I've got to try and keep my Karakata record alive, BJ, at a, at a price as well. But um, looking, you might even have a runner in the race. Oh, fingers crossed, we do. We might. Uh, we haven't actually discussed. Oh, and uh, and of course, Terry. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't even mentioned this with you, but I've uh, I've booked a uh, a form analyst, an informed form mm-hmm. analyst for Karakata Plate uh, Day uh, at Karakata Plate day edition next week kieran evans um very popular man on wa racing twitter he will be joining us for uh our caricata plate edition next thursday wonderful k evans i like it yeah. i like kieran he's a good lad um good lad. very excited about that we'll have to try and get one or two of the caricata uh entrance on the blower as well and uh see who we can chat to and see if we can get some inside words on uh, who's going to win perth's biggest wa's biggest uh two-year-old event but uh good luck uh for all those having an investment on oaks day good luck to all those that have taken the early price pure devotion <laughs> and basically just good luck to me is what i'm saying at the we, moment. we we have the we have the handkerchief out pre-race terry just wiping the sweat off the brow do you think uh, or, i'll just uh what? i'll just uh rub my head on the nearest uh on the nearest pole what i do for a big race in the futures <laughs> like that is i remember when we had the big prices arcadia queen perfect reflection and galaxy stars Jeez, i've had I had a good record in the futures is um, I go out the back on the little skin you know, of the little baby screen near the back mounting yard that the tiny yes. screen like it would have they wouldn't have yeah. made them after 1974. Um, I think they're called rank arena TVs actually. I think that's what they call. There you go. I didn't expect you to know yeah. the name of that one. Uh, <laughs> I go out there and I watch it by myself on that tiny little screen whenever it's a quite a meaningful race where I uh, I might have I might be walking home afterwards if it doesn't go to plan. But um, so I, I dare say I'll be uh, I'll be out there uh, under the the shade watching on the rank arena. TV yep. and uh, yeah, crossing everything I own. But if you do see us out the track, we've got a Bucks do there, so you'll see uh, the sponge dressed like a like a dickhead. So uh, make sure you come Luke over, Finney. Luke Finney. Make sure you come over, say good day. I've ordered way too much food for the lot, so there might be a bit of leftover tucker as well so make sure you come might over. be a few one one hats flying yeah well too. that's a very good idea yeah. we'll bring those crappy black ones out hey <laughs> we'll, we'll dish those ones out the ones that don't fit your head properly yeah, we'll, we'll get rid of that set but uh make sure you come and say hello it'll be a very festive day out there we're looking forward to us uh, and shopping on betfair later today where i think the majority of my business will be done on the exchange and until next week's carrot cutter edition of the one one farewell 